Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBroodSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBrewedSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Both he and Mac are gonna be our backcourt for the future, and he showed some nut, uh, some big cojones today.
Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Joe's over here, man in the soundboard and the computer. This is Craft Root Sports. Scott, you ready to uh, tap this keg of sports knowledge? You pump all poor and Deal. our friend Patrick Ewing knows all about nuts because Scotty <laughs> Pippen once had his very <laughs> close to his face. So no joke when I was when I was trying to find the, the link for that soundbite. I went to YouTube, I typed in Ewing Nuts, and like Scottie the Pippen second dunk. option was Scotty Pippen's <laughs> <Yes>. dog. <laughs> For the win. It was fantastic. That is awesome. Uh, Joe, how you feeling over there with the new monitor, uh, the new setup? Pretty good. Yeah, Joe, there we go. Joe, a commercial for that chicken and waffles at KFC. That's the first time I've seen that since we talked mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really hungry for some chicken and waffles. I still can't believe you don't like cayenne pepper in the waffle mix with, I, dude, with chicken and waffles. Dude, that's such a winning waffles. combo, man. That is such a good idea. What do you want? Uh, I want you to like cayenne pepper in the waffle mix with chicken and waffles. Anyways, we're not going to debate that. We got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. Tons so to get to. to debate. Uh, we have our first ever sponsored segment. Uh, somebody... Uh, paid us to talk about something specifically on tonight's show, so we're going to do that tonight. Um, That's a reminder that you can do. Pay yep. us anything you want, <laughs> and we'll say anything. Sports at gmail.com on PayPal. At uh, sellouts. So, <laughs> just whatever you want to donate to the show, and then whatever your read is, and we'll we'll do it for you. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, we're going to talk some basketball. The basketball news has been crazy this week. It's been the heavy. NBA has been wild. Joe has been just creaming his sheets every night with everything going on in the NBA. Uh, we've got some college football news. The Big 12 has been a bunch of old man, old white men this week. So we're going to get into that. Shocker. <laughs> and Scott and I will be throwing at the degenerate dartboard of doom later. Joe is free and clear Don't you hit that this fucking week. DJ, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyways, so let's get right into it off the jump uh, with motherfucker of the week. Your first motherfucker of the week option is oh, the sound yeah. cue. Sound cue. The sound cue. <laughs> it's the first. Yeah, love it. Joe Pesci. Every away. time. <laughs> uh, no, your first motherfucker of the week option is none other than Cincinnati's own Vontez Perfect. Who got into a uh, little bit of a uh, a beef with uh, one of our friends of the show, Brian Westbrook's brother? Yeah. Uh, so we uh, this is a beef that's closer to home than we <laughs> even think with Vontez Perfect. But anyway, uh, apparently um, Brian Westbrook's brother had uh, sent a middle finger to a photo of a just commented with the middle finger yeah, emoji to a photo of a car that uh, Vontez Perfect had posted and. Uh, Perfect didn't take kindly to that, so he slid in the DMs uh, for uh, his brother, and uh, he went on to comment, just because I'm feeling petty today, and then sent the middle finger emoji, fuck you and your ugly ass son, end quote. <sighs> yeah, so Vontez Perfect bringing a fire. Not yeah. on the field lately, because he's been nowhere to be seen. There. And it, uh, uh, but. Yeah, it, all in reaction to a middle finger emoji. Yeah, no, like, nothing, no words. You're, no, nothing, you're just a professional athlete. <laughs> you are hated among just about every other fan base outside of Cincinnati. And the first middle finger you get... This was like his first Instagram post, too. It's not even like... Uh, like It's the first time this has happened. He's just like sliding into DMs and saying this crap. Then he wanted to fight Brian. I mean, it got weird after that. <laughs> I was talking to Brian uh, a little bit before the show. It got super weird after that. But that initial post, calling his kid ugly, is a pretty fucked up thing to do. I mean, you can talk stuff all day about the person that commented. But, 
I mean, right. the kid didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Why, exactly. why make fun of the way his kid looks? Super cold on Vontez's part. By the way, I think your mic's a little low, man. It's it's not coming through as well. You got it. There you go. We're we've been doing this for a while. First time. Uh, oh, that sounds so much for, better. First oh time. my god, that's long good. time listener, first time podcaster. <laughs> uh, your second option for motherfucker of the week. Another athlete who gets way too butthurt over Instagram. This is Jeremy Stevens. Uh, you what guys, the fuck is that? <laughs> that's how most people know him. Most people don't even know Jeremy Stevens as uh, a UFC fighter. S- former Seattle uh, Seahawks tight end, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, oh, wrong Jeremy <laughs> Stevens? My bad. Uh, he... He was made famous by Conor McGregor. Uh, somebody asked McGregor at a press conference, there's a bunch of champions behind you at this table. Who who do you think could could beat you? And Stevens from behind McGregor said, ah, this guy right here, I could. And McGregor hit him with the classic, who the fuck, fuck is, is that, that guy? guy? Uh, and that is how Jeremy Stevens became famous. <laughs> Nobody will remember anything about his records. Nope. But anyways, he was on Instagram this week, and uh, he posted something, and a 16-year-old kid commented on his post, something about getting knocked out by Aldo or losing to Aldo. And Stevens didn't slide into the DMs this time. He at least put his petty out in full front (laughs) of everybody. Uh, The 16-year-old apparently had a signature in his profile that said, R.I.P. Dad. Stevens commented back, uh, his reply back said, keep watching, fanboy, and keep talking. I'll bury you next to your dead dad, bitch. End quote. (laughs) Damn. Uh, so first of all, if you're doing the research to go to this kid's profile and see that he's got this in his, you can see that this is a kid. Like you, it, this isn't a grown ass man that's talking shit to you that you can come back at hard. Even if it's it a was kid. somebody's dead father, not, not really cool to go after. I just, yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. I just mean, why are you going so hard at a 16 year old? Like which, th- which that's is just sort of like, all right, kid, get the... But any age, if you had R.I.P. Dad and somebody just straight went at you, the first thing they said I'll, was, I'll bury you next to your dead dad. Like, that's what? Br- and then hit him with a bitch afterwards, too. Like, that is I, I don't care brutal. what you said. I mean, there's not much you could say that could provoke that. I mean, unless he would, uh, again, unless the 16-year-old had made it personal. But right. saying, ah, oh, you're going to get knocked you, out or you're going to get You did lose. lose. He just yeah, called he, out he, a, he, a fact. That's two pretty petty. Two athletes who just can't handle criticism on Instagram. Um, and now I know people are going to say, hey, they came at them first. It's open season if you come at these guys first. The point here is that these guys went hard went after, in the paint. And, and went after kids. And like personal stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy. So those are your options this week. Vontez Perfect. His quote, just because I'm feeling petty today, middle finger emoji, fuck you and your ugly ass son. Or Jeremy Stevens with his quote, Keep watching, fanboy, and keep talking. I'll bury you next to your dead dad, bitch. This is a tough call. Both of them are Jeremy Stevens, not the former Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) Just as a reminder, in case you're thinking. In case you showed up late. Jeremy Stevens, what? Thank you for for clarifying. (laughs) Hope Solo's husband? What's he doing? (laughs) For the second time, thank you for clarifying. Yes, I want the people to know. That's the only Jeremy Stevens I recognize. Uh, All right, get those votes in. We will reveal our answers by the end of the uh, night for Motherfucker of the Week. I thought you were going to hit it. My bad, Joe. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's on me. Let's get into the beer intro. <laughs> I saw you at the, the tablet, and I was like, oh, he's, he's going to hit the cue. Nope. All right. Anyway. This week, 
Uh, this beer comes to us courtesy of Scott's in-laws. Yeah. Uh, normally, Tavor is shipping our beers, but this time, we had some mules bringing it some, in. Some, <laughs> some bootleggers. <laughs> Cross state lines. <laughs> all the way from North Carolina. And all that, all that illegalness coming in. This one comes from the Mecca of craft beer, Sh- Asheville, seriously. North Carolina, from Wicked Weed Brewing. Uh, this is Napoleon Complex. They hype this one up as like a hoppy pale ale, a hoppy American pale ale. Mm-hmm. APAs are normally more sessionable, and this one kind of fits that mold with only 5.2% ABV. Um, but they say that they've hopped it up compared to what a normal pale ale does. Right, right, right. Um, really good ratings on this one 3.81 on untapped, 93 overall on rate beer, which is super high. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, like just a basic pale ale hit that high in a while. It's been a long time since yeah. we've had a uh, pale ale hit that high. 93 overall. Um, they they talk about this beer. They, they, like I said, they really hype up the fact that they hop it uh, extra on the APA. So it's a, a very hopped up sessionable ale. Initial taste, man. Now, I have never had anything from Wicked Weed. I have heard so many good things about this brewery. This is one of those breweries that uh, the stuff of legends, because yes. I've heard multiple people in different uh, groups of friends, people who have visited, just mentioning it and in beer heads. Just, oh, you know, if you ever have a chance to get Wicked Weed, all of their stuff is great. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is my first experience with anything Wicked Weed, period. Initial tastes are really good. Mm. It does not seem... I mean, it, it definitely is more hoppy than a normal pale ale, but it doesn't seem overpowering. Well, and that, and I, I also thought, is my palate, is it gotten a little bit more mm. adjusted to where these... Are we grown up? Are we more yeah, mature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has, it, has it changed <laughs> to where this doesn't seem as kick you in the teeth as it might have a year ago? Yes. I don't know, but I... Yes, 100% yes, I, because I a year ago thought, you would have been like... Nah. Yeah. Oh, this nah. is five teeth brushers. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm canning it before it ever gets that far. No, I definitely it. It's it's delicious. Like first taste, I'm loving it. It's really and good. It's smooth, and I don't think it's too overly hoppy at all. No, not it's like not the even perfect a, amount of hops. If and you that's ask me. yeah, and that's what's kind of crazy. I feel like if there was less hops, it might not be as good. It would just be well, a little I don't bland. Even know what it would? I was gonna say I don't. It wouldn't have much flavor to be yeah, honest with the, you. And the hops are they're not overpowering, and it's a good balance. Uh, Joe, you are the resident IPA expert. Uh, I don't know how you feel normally about APAs, but what do you think of this one? It's good. <laughs> All right, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Always bringing the in-depth analysis. Bringing the heat. Uh, shout out Daniel Chancellor for uh, for tuning in. Chance is another big beer fan over at No Distraction Sports. Uh, check them out on Facebook, too. Great show there. Wicked Weeds, Napoleon Complex. Uh, tonight's Beer of the Week. As always, we'll see how it holds up. Boom. Uh, let's get into Upper Deck. We are moving through the show. There's so much again. Damn to. straight. And Craft Brood Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes who are sports fans just like all of you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty. All the time, every time someone's got a better price, they'll tell you straight up. And it's not about just sports or concert tickets. They'll help you out with any tickets to any event that you want. They'll even help sell those tickets for you. We know that for sure. Uh, they help Lou the Dog get rid of some Louisville basketball tickets. Did they end yep. up doing that? Yep. I uh, never. And he said no, it was no, no, the no, no. easiest transaction he's ever done. Really? He was super pumped about it. Yep. 
Awesome. Uh, so shout out Minuteman for helping him out. Uh, college football is here. College basketball is here. Be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your Ohio State football ticketing needs. And while you're doing that, go like them on Facebook where they do weekly giveaways of merchandise, sports, and concert apparel, and obviously plenty of tickets. Check them out, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call, 614-943-3000, and avoid all of the fees. That's 614-943-3000. All right, man. We got a Macca this week. Whew, yeah, I'm gonna make college great again. Yep, yep, yep. Because <laughs> Mike Gundy is not happy. He's not happy with us millennials and our <laughs> snowflakey ways and the way we're handling the college football playing life. <laughs> Doing his breast Trump impression this week, Gundy just went off. Man, he he was upset, and now he claimed it had nothing to do with a couple of recent transfers that, like, within a couple of days of him making this comments, had transferred out of the program. Yeah, but the writing was on the wall. He was very pissed about these right, guys transferring right. out. Went on just this tirade and said, you know, millennials are, you know, snowflakes and they're very sensitive and they don't want to compete and they want things handed to them and just went nuts. And he he basically blamed us for, you know, the way college football is with all these transfers. He he was quoted as saying, I think we live in a world where people are noncommittal. We allow liberalism to say, hey, I can really just do what I want and I don't have to be really tough and fight through it. You see that with young people because it's an option they're given. We weren't given that option when we were growing up. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Back in uh, my day. <laughs> in the world today, there's a lot of entitlement. That's just That's just general in society, even if you're working down here at Walmart. Your boss gets after you and tells you that you're not doing a good job. You may go home and cry and tell your mom, but your mom may say it's okay. That's just kind of the facts of life, the world we live in today. Don't get me on politics, end quote. <laughs> Nobody was talking about politics, bro. What are you, what are you doing? So the, you're the yeah, one that brought up liberalism at the right, start of this. And, and invoke snowflakes, which is clearly right. a politically charged term these yeah, days. That's and a code this word. Is, this is from the man who once defended his players saying, don't attack them. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now he's out here. Ah, these liberal snowflakes. Damn millennials. Get off my porch. He, and then when you think and about. this rock. When you think about Gundy and his ridiculous mullet. mullet? It's like, yeah, you would say this 100%. You would totally he, say this. He After this press conference, there's no doubt in my mind, he got in his car, turned it on, Ted Nugent was blaring out, <laughs> and he rolled off. I mean, that's just exactly how I picture how that all wrapped up. Just unbelievable. Mike Gundy just going off for no real reason, just upset that players are transferring. And, you know, the same Mike Gundy who, if tomorrow somebody called and offered him oodles of money would have no problem dropping all of those kids and be like, I'm out. Well, that's because it's capitalism, and capitalism <laughs> drives our society. <laughs> right. It, it, it trickles down from him but to... don't get me started on politics, Don't get man. me started. <laughs> dead gummit. Um, dead gummit. Excellent <laughs> use of dead Thank gummit. you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, man, I just, uh, whatever, dude. And, and got 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 mad at people at Walmart. I mean, why, yeah, why drag those people? <laughs> your boss might yell at you. Your mom says it's okay. Yeah, parents are going to say, it's all right. Bosses can be assholes. I was just going to say, when I originally read that quote, I thought, well, yeah. Um, of course your parents would say, hey, it's perfectly fine. Your boss right. is allowed to yell at you. That's just the real right. world. You should probably get used to it. I actually thought, I was like, that's kind of counter. Oh, no, he just went. Your mom would say, it's okay, and just stopped right there. I'm like, I would hope that a parent would say, yeah, it's okay. Deal with it. Liberalism. <laughs> 
All right, so let's talk about this high-profile transfer. Uh, Speaking of transfers, (laughs) uh, it was announced this week that LaMelo Ball, uh, the youngest of the Ball brothers who has spent time in Lithuania, he played in the JBA. Do you think they got paid? Do you think the Balls got paid? Oh, no doubt. I think they were the first ones to get the checks, and then nobody else got checks. Right. I think that's how that broke down. Absolutely. Anyways, LaMelo is going back to high school, uh, and he's going to be right here in Ohio enrolling at Spire Academy. How far is that from us? I think it's up near Sandusky, if I'm not mistaken. Geneva. Geneva. Okay, so I was going to say, so up there, central, northern Ohio. Yeah. Um, So anyways, he has uh, enrolled. He's enrolled there, and then three days after LaMelo enrolled, there were schools that started canceling their games with Spire. <laughs> uh, two schools have canceled so far, uh, saying they don't feel comfortable playing a school that has a former professional player on their roster. One of those is Oak Hills Academy, which is known for just producing NBA talent, just like left feeds. Right. Yeah, just amazing players. So they're, use, they're used to players the caliber of potentially ball if you want to call that right that. <laughs> right and they're they're falling back on well our kids yeah they might not they might be really good but they've never, they never played went pro yeah and did he i mean yeah he played in the pro. loosest sense yeah he played in lithuania and then the jba it's not like this yeah. kid was g league and then came back <laughs> right he went to some bullshit and yeah. then was like uh this i he get- played glorified street ball Here's how bad it is. LaMelo Ball is getting better competition at a high school in Ohio, at this academy in Ohio, than than he did in Lithuania or the JBA. (laughs) So that tells you his professional experience. Right. Uh, But our favorite Instagram follow. Now, athletes, take note. This This is an athlete that knows how to Instagram. This is how you do it. Gilbert Arenas, No Chill Gil, chimed in on this story. Uh, And this is what he had to say. Quote, Oak Hill Academy, you fucking kidding me, right? Someone needs to slap the shit out this whole program for this boycott. You guys are a prep school, which means you have six-year seniors, quote, holdbacks slash triple OG holdbacks on the team. Most of your seniors are 2021. You motherfuckers should be a G League team for real, for real. And y'all complaining about a 17-year-old senior because he played overseas? Really? You got players on your team that should be juniors in college. Hashtag deadass 100 emoji. If someone pulled birth certificates on Oak Hill, they would have the oldest teams year by year in high school basketball. So shut the fuck up and get that 50-piece put on y'all. <laughs> that is a fantastic clapback on behalf of the balls. Which, usually I'm not on the side of the balls, but, you know. In this, no, in this case. Yeah, I mean, it, rightfully really is, deserved. it really is ridiculous that they would back out of a pre-scheduled matchup because they didn't like a player that someone got. And the, Okay, so I don't know how it works with Oak Hills, but for Spire, they're a prep school. They're not in OHSAA. They don't get to compete for a state championship. They right. don't have a division. Like, it's literally just designed to get kids ready to move on to college ball. Exactly. Like, that's the whole point of the school. I know there's like national championships out there and you're fighting for national championship, whatever. Those are all just BS. It's as glorified as like, oh, we won the AP national title in 1945. So put up the banner, everybody. Nobody really cares if you win a high school national championship. Um, So backing out of this game is stupid. It's so stupid. You better off just taking 
whatever came. And I mean, they, they're also conceding defeat at this point. They don't, right. have no idea what was going to happen in that game. They're just, oh, nope, this right. guy's there. We don't even, we want no parts of it. Couldn't, they could have had somebody from Okio come in and hit LaMelo with that elbow like the one dude did this <laughs> week, knock him out and been like, all right, time to play, fellas. Let's go. <laughs> Just, Joe's just weird. shaking his head like, uh, is it too fucked up? Did I go too far? I mean, did you see what that, that dude got like barred from the school? Rightfully Never allowed so, to play man. ever again. Yeah, Rightfully so. Terrible. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I heard about it, but I didn't see the Dude, elbow. the worst part about that is he like, as, uh, dude shoots a three and it's uh, uncontested. The guy starts, he's like starting to come towards him. He looks back at the ref to make sure the ref is looking at the ball and then Boom, forearm shiver right to the face. Damn. <laughs> As if the ref not seeing it was the only way he was going to get caught and, right. and, and reprimanded. Like, as long as the ref doesn't see, I'll get away with this. <laughs> Boom. Why is he? I mean, ref didn't see. Why is he on the ground with a broken nose? I don't know. Shaggy. Wasn't me. Wasn't me defense. <laughs> Right. Oh, kill. Bunch of pussies. Moving on. Uh, it, this is the beginning of uh, many of our NBA stories tonight. But I love this story so we, much. We mentioned it a while back that the NBA had relaxed their shoe policy. They're going the complete opposite way of the NFL, who you know constantly puts rules and mandates about what you can and can't do, especially in regards to clothing and uniform and all that. And many times make it a point to get all old man on the porch and anything that would seem to be personality for NFL. They're like, Nope, back that up. Yeah. yeah. Well, NBA has leaned in the other way and they relax your shoe policy so much so that Montreal Harrell of the Clippers took full advantage of it. Now this is unlike anything you've ever seen. He had these custom made Jordans and they have a little screen on the tongue fully automated screen that has a button that you can press with inside the shoe and it plays video. Well, this week he had Tupac's to live and die in LA music video playing on the shoot. <laughs> he had a I, music video. And he all, there's also a button that inside the, the, the shoe that lights up the entire soul. This isn't a step in light type, you know, LA right. weird deal. This is just a permanent light that you can flip <laughs> on, on the shoes. Completely baller. And this is like, this comes in the same, like, like today it was announced that the, the OG Jordan 11 Concords would be coming back out, re-released on December 8th as they were 20 years ago. And so all kinds of good shoe news, but nothing better than these Jordans that had a fucking music video playing on them. So I got three questions for you guys. Mm. How baller is this? Super baller. That's yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen on a shoe ever. Four fire emojis. <laughs> it doesn't get much baller than four. Of, that's a lot of fire emojis. Right. That's a lot of fire uh, did, Does the NFL, are they sitting there going, they're just clutching their pearls over this, right? They're, they're, they're I mean, like, one of a, first of all, they're not noticing it because they're NFL and they're stuck up their own asses. Right, right. But second of all, if they somehow caught wind of this, they're sitting there freaking out. Like, oh my God, are, are any of our guys going to want to do this? Can you believe what he did? Did you see what they're doing in the NBA? <laughs> They'll let them run wild. It's the... <laughs> Inmates running the asylum over in that league. First, they allow gambling. <laughs> now this? And headbands. What are they doing? 
And Do the, you see how baggy those shorts are? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and thirdly, if you had a music video or some type of video playing on your shoes, what would it be? Oh, I knew that question was coming and I tried to think of it. So I think I'd, I'd go one of two ways with this one. I would either do something that like kind of epitomizes me. So it would be something like Dropkick Murphys or something like that for the Irish tie-in. Something white as fuck. Gotcha. Super white, yeah. <laughs> or I'd go the other way and try to be a complete distraction and have like Come On Eileen or like AHA's Take On Me playing on my sneakers. Because those are the videos that are what the fuck is on your jo- What is that? <laughs> Why are they dancing around a maypole? What is happening on your shoes right now? It's like, ah, oh, dude, come on, Eileen. Come on. You know what? You know what's up. Of course. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, sitting there at the free throw line? Brian Scalabrini like, you- would be like, bro, <laughs> I see you. Free throw line, you, like, put your head down to, like, kind of concentrate, and I'm standing right next to you, and there's, like, come on, Eileen, come on, Eileen playing on my shoes. That's going to mess you up, right? That's got to. <laughs> what would you What would you have playing? I think Jay-Z's Big Pimpin'. Because that music <laughs> video is just great. Just a bunch of Crystal on a yacht. <laughs> Chicks everywhere. Just what popped into my head Ooh. as far as a funny video that would be playing on your shoes. Uncut version of Tip Drill. There's one to play. The, on the, the shoes. Complete, like the not the BET after work. dark. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. There you that go. Version. When Nelly swipes the credit card through the ass. I will never forget seeing that for the first time. Oh my God. This is on TV. I was like, what channels did we get? This is the greatest cable package ever, Dad. That is a classic music video. All in a strip club, just asses. That would, you know what? That's the answer. There's your answer. Dudes would definitely get distracted by ass and titties all over your shoes. Fantastic. Can you top uncut tip drill? (laughs) Joe's got nothing. That's that's your clear cut winner there. Uh, Robert Taylor says red, red wine or white nerdy. Uh, That'd be pretty good. Having some weird owl playing on your shoes. Uh, Tank says the black plot by High on Fire. I trust you. I've never seen that, that video. One. Yeah, I don't uh, know. So I, I trust you on that one, Tank. Tank's got good taste in music, so I'm sure yeah, that's no doubt. legit. All right, next song. Um, next song. <laughs> I'm, I'm focusing on music videos here, and I'm thinking Tip Drill. That's the real problem here. Tip Drill is just playing in my head, and I can't focus now. <laughs> Scott, Scott says the 72 part R. Kelly trapped in the closet <laughs> video. <laughs> Oh, that's solid. The only thing that would make it better is if there were little mini speakers that also right. played it. Yeah, the audio sitting there blaring out of your feet. No, I'm coming out of the closet. <laughs> now he's got the revolver. <laughs> oh, my God. Good stuff. <laughs> that was such a weird thing when that came out. What the fuck was that? I, I don't think anybody still knows. That was so weird. It was weird. I know. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through either. I've. I seen, think I bailed I, it like part six. I'm I was like, just gonna say I've seen what most of it, but I remember at some point tapping out because it's like this just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over and over. Right. Again. I'm like, quit with the cliffhangers, man. <laughs> we get it. You were banging a married chick. Cool. <laughs> all right. Um, next story here. There was a dude that was so excited that Florida beat South Carolina that he stole the team's injury cart and drove it around Gainesville. Beast mode. <laughs> yes, definitely beast mode. We tweeted that out when we uh, previewed this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, beast mode would definitely approve of this. 
Parker Lee Prince has been charged with criminal mischief and grand theft with property damage after finding the cart parked near the south end zone of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium with the keys in it. So he took the cart on a little drive, damaged the bumper in the process. Apparently, this is a like a $10,000 injury cart, which I didn't what? realize they were that expensive. Me neither. He damaged the bumper, and it causes like $1,000 worth of damage to the bumper of an injury cart. Like, can't you just take that off? Do you need a bumper on an injury cart? Yeah, no. There's and really and no need if for it, it costs that much to replace, I damn sure wouldn't worry about I it. I guess if you can make somebody else pay for it, then yeah, you get it fixed. Yeah, I but guess. if it's if like that's on me, I'd be like, just take off the bumper don't need one <laughs> uh, not worried about running into too many things police found him at a circle k four hours later <laughs> four hours after sealing the cart he was 2.7 miles away from the stadium <laughs> so i don't know if he like stopped in at parties with it or whatever but first of all they make it seem like does I mean, the cart had to be parked outside the stadium, right? Like I would he wasn't guess. in the stadium at two thirty in the morning. He no. didn't get into the stadium yeah. and find it at the end zone, so it had to be parked outside. This is on you, Florida. Like, I, you shouldn't be able to press charges for this. You you left your injury cart outside the stadium on a college campus with the keys in it, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a bad look. Sure, you're not supposed to do, go just GTA with it and drive off, but at the same time, I mean, you left it there. Right? Clearly, you don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the keys in it, I don't know. Shit happens when you party naked. <laughs> I just love that he was only like two and a half miles away from the stadium. Yeah, he didn't go far. I also I mean, picture him hot riding at 15 <laughs> miles an hour on this injury cart. I just picture him like, gun it, man. And it's just not moving. Yeah. Like, ah, just push it. We'll do. And then two and a half miles later, he's like, let's go to Circle K, man. Let's, you know let's what? Get some, this get wasn't some as cool as sticks. we thought it would be. <laughs> Just park it outside and go to Circle K. F it. You don't think that anybody will notice out here, right? That's, I mean, that's some dumb shit to do in college, man. It is. I've done some dumb shit in college, but I've never once thought about stealing an injury cart. I flipped over a table one night at Xavier that had all sorts of food on it. Nice. They had one of those outdoor grills. Oh, okay. So yeah. you went like so they were, Jesus was, in the like temple. A soccer. Like, get off my quad. It was like a soccer. <laughs> no, well, it was over by the... Uh, What's that? The crappy workout center before they remodeled it. It was over there, like in between. So they had done a grill for like a soccer game. And there was all sorts of condiments and buns on this table. And they had left it unattended. And I just, we were walking through there drunkenly. And I'm like, oh, look at all this bullshit. Flip the table. Condiments everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's where you and I are different. I would have been like, dude, go get a bag. Let's get all of these condiments. We're taking all of this shit. It wasn't that much. I mean, we're talking about a couple packs of buns and a thing of ketchup and mustard and there was a thing of relish. I remember the relish going everywhere. <laughs> that, was, that was the highlight of that was the relish going everywhere. And Alex laughing hysterically. <laughs> uh, by the way, Tank says that the camera angle over your shoulder uh, is the perfect example of why you shouldn't follow porn stars on Twitter like Ryan Shazier. It's the perfect example of why I don't look at porn during the show. <laughs> Or ever. Or, or I mean, so what? you say. Or ever. Um, yeah, okay. Well, this next story, file it under S for some real bullshit. This one's so dumb. Yeah, this one it legit makes me angry because I, I, I thought he did a great job. But uh, there's an English League uh, women's soccer game, right? And a uh, referee by the name of David McNamara, he forgot his coin. For the opening coin. Bad move. Like when you're a soccer official, right. you've got you, it's a couple like, jobs. Do I have my red card? Yes. Do I have my yellow card? Yes. Do am I, I have? Am I whatever? dressed correctly? <laughs> do I have my whistle? Yes. Yeah. And my coin. That's all you really need. Yeah. 
I guess they have that card that they write on too. But I yeah. think that might very, just be the back of like one of the cards. Very few things you need as a soccer referee to make oh. sure you've got ready to go when you go. So big blunder. Twelve-year-old no kids are able to get this right yes. every Saturday in youth soccer. Twelve-year-old <laughs> kids are able to remember the coin for the coin toss. Right, but. It being, you know, quick on his feet, he didn't panic, and this game was on TV, so he didn't have time to go get another coin and delay things and didn't want to. He's like, all right, what do I do? So, thinking quick, he said, all right, captains, we're going to do a round of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Whoever wins, you get to side field position and just kick it off. All right, we got this thing solved. Uh, you know, the, assuming or you know, presumably the the captains agreed to it. Did rock paper scissors? Game goes on. You know, everything's fine. Well, not so fine because after that, he was rewarded for making a quick decision and making sure that everything went off without a hitch by being suspended for twenty one games. Twenty one. Twenty. Well, it's twenty one days. I don't days. Think it's yeah, sorry. Twenty one days. So yeah. twenty one days suspension. Which not sure how many games that that will. It's like starting in there. pitcher type stuff. He misses three games. Right. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably ironically, but they said it was for unprofessionalism. Which you know, again, for getting your coin, a big deal. But it's bad. Yeah, it's bad luck. Finding a way to fix it without compromising the game start time itself and right. messing anything up. That's a big deal. And again, if the teams and captains agreed to it, this wasn't something where he's like, guess what? I'm unilaterally making this decision. You guys are going to do this and whatever. I mean, if the teams had that much of an issue, they could have sat the game out or protested. They could have said, no, we'll get a coin. Right. I'm not doing this. Yeah, whatever it is. But either way, all parties were in agreement. You did it. I don't see what the big deal is. I, I feel have like no idea why they suspended. I feel him. like there's something more to this story. Like maybe he didn't let him go best two out of three, and they were like, "You always need to go two now, out of three. If that was the case, <laughs> twenty-one days. I might even tack. Light. On. I was yeah. gonna say I might even tack on a few more because everybody knows it is minimum when you do rock paper scissors best two out of three. Maybe it's some other shit where he calls it like paper scissors rocks, and they're like, "This isn't grade school. It's rock paper scissors. Twenty-one <laughs> games. Sit your ass over there." <laughs> me and my brothers, me, me and my brother used to do World Series style, so we'd do best of seven. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we'd do we'd hammer it out big time. Why are the Ninja Turtles in this truck commercial? What is oh, happening? You right know, because it's uh, the Ninja Turtles. Um, okay, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's just very weird. Shout yeah. out to Honda for Ninja Turtle in their commercial. <laughs> uh, all right, last story of Upper Deck. This one's a little bit sad for uh, all you hipsters pour and all you some fans out of... or don't because you might be wasting it and never get it back. Yeah, all you fans of cheap beer. Pabst and Miller Coors, uh, they're going to court. The court battle starts within the next couple days. Miller Coors apparently has been brewing Pabst beers for a long time now, and that includes PBR, Natty Bows, uh, I think Stroh's is in that lineup. Like, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different... Super cheap beers. Really dirt cheap. Yep. Uh, these are... These are the beers that college kids are pounding, or Joe drinks at dollar uh, dollar beer night at the Cincinnati Cyclones games. Right, the types of beers that we're talking about here. So Miller Coors is saying that next year, when the contract is up, they are trying to charge this crazy amount per barrel. That Pabst is saying, no, 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 you can't upcharge us like that. That's ridiculous. First of all, our product is doesn't sell enough to to make that up so you can't do that to us Mm -hmm. and miller coors is saying well that's the price tough shit Uh, otherwise we (laughs) won't brew it anymore for you and paps doesn't have the brewing capacity to handle the demand for these cheap ass beers which is why they did this in the first place right this this is why this yeah this partnership started um so now paps is trying to say that miller coors is 
colluding against them to try to push them push out. them out because mm-hmm. uh, essentially perhaps they'll go out of business if this falls the wrong way right perhaps will not be able to support the demand they're going to unless they can find another partner which is highly unlikely uh, they will likely close up shop uh, pbr will be no more natty bows all of that stuff is going to go by the wayside and perhaps is claiming that miller Coors is doing this so that they can swoop in with their shitty beers and take that market space and get it all for themselves some real inbev bullshit right real there. inbev <laughs> bullshit right there and that's um, totally what they're doing so if you PBR, you should probably reevaluate yourself i don't know pbr is all right man i mean it's not bad for your it's no hams but it's all right to be honest with you i'd rather have hams i mean that's, i would too yeah, first of all pbr is not first of all great. hams is cheaper it's 50 cents a can there you go 15 dollars for a 30 pack that's a can't beat it. Steal. And it. most of the time at Kroger, it's on sale for like 13 or 14. So even better. <laughs> you're getting less than 50 cents a can. Uh, so Hams is a, a great deal and it's got a good flavor. Uh, <laughs> really PBR selling is, Hams. Really selling Hams. <laughs> but PBR is also like, it's not a bad brew. If I go to a Who bar. Who Hams? I think they're their own. Really? They're their yeah, own thing? They're not brew yeah. brand? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be totally wrong on that. I have no idea. They just started coming. I, I, to say, so I, I feel just, like somebody probably does it. One of the, like, the bigger ones. Again, probably Miller probably Coors. Do. And if they get rid of hams, I'm going to fucking fight them. <laughs> You're going to see me really fired up if they brew hams and they Actually, pull this shit. Actually, that would be there. funny if they did and you didn't know. And all this went through and it's like, yeah, they're doing it. And then all of a sudden, you just couldn't find hams anymore. And you, it's like, oh, it's a beer? Oh, my yeah, God. I was going to say, you find out that way like Don't months later that that totally that. affected you. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Miller Coors. Oh! Wait, wow. Miller Coors brews hams? That is correct. I knew it. I knew it had to be one of well, the bigger ones. Well, in this ones. case, come that on, means- Miller Coors, push out PBR. Let's get more hams on the shelves. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, is it their own or is it part of this group? No, Miller Coors. Oh, wait. It, it is, is, it is, is Miller by- Coors. It is Miller Coors bottom beer. Yeah. So, okay. So, so wait, how funny would that be? If they're trying to push it out and hams goes into multi like That's what it is. It goes into bigger production. But that's exactly what this is. <laughs> this has now become PBR versus hams and it You've totally the, turned through the course of the story. I have switched sides. Come on, Miller. <laughs> this this breaking development has changed everything. 399 for a six pack of 16 ounce hams. Come on, man. Oh, that is that's pretty funny. <laughs> Damn, well, there you go. Sometimes opinions change. Just based on the details. <laughs> this has been Upper Deck brought to you by Tavor Beer. and Miller Coors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck Miller Coors. I mean, if they want to pay us something, they can be brought to you by Miller Coors all day long. Sure. No, they can uh, donate to PayPal, and so can you. Craftbrewedsports at gmail.com. Donate to our PayPal. Whatever you want, we will do whatever read. Uh, we'll, we'll do an ad for you. If you got something to promote, you got something you want to talk about, you want to propose to your girlfriend, whatever. We'll do it for you here. I don't know why you would want to do it on our show, but you can. Because this is legit i mean i'm just saying it'd just be really weird if you and your girlfriend were sitting there watching hey what you really need stuff? to watch what, this what, episode what, tonight why, why are you throwing us under the Come bus on, like man. that that'd be a great that'd i'm be, a miller cooler that us. would be that would My be bad. a fantastic way to propose to your girlfriend you're right actually like, that would be the best way <laughs> propose to your girlfriend on craft root sports <laughs> donate any amount that you think would be fair <laughs> i mean it's gonna be cheaper than taking her out to like a real fancy dinner no doubt right? It's way cheaper than getting to put I up proposed, on the... I proposed the Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. That was a really idiot. expensive night. I mean, you smart person. You Actually, it worked out really well. Alex? It, was, it worked out really well because my wife was super hungover. Uh, it was her birthday. She was super hungover, so she didn't want to drink anything. So the waiter thought that we just didn't drink. I mean, I was drinking, but he was like, she must not drink. So he brought us dessert. 
as like a uh, congratulations. Meanwhile, the couple behind us sent us a bottle of champagne. So we got free champagne and free cake. Because I proposed. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty legit. That's one advantage to propose it. We're not going to get you champagne or cake on our show. Uh, <laughs> but you just we will, get us reading words. And we will upgrade our, our computer if you do it. Uh, but we do have our first ever sponsor from, uh, from outside. Uh, this one is Robert Taylor. And Robert Taylor uh, sponsored the show. Uh, and he wants us to talk for five minutes about how great Pat Mahomes is. We're not doing five minutes. We could, but we could possibly do five minutes on this. Okay. Let's let's start, let's the, start clock. the clock. Twenty one twelve right now. Okay, so uh, Pat Mahomes is, I mean, he's hands down one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. Uh, he is hands down the greatest mulatto quarterback to ever ever play <laughs> in the National Football League. I can guarantee you that you will never find another mulatto quarterback in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Who has put up better stats, not only through the first, what is this, nine starts of his career, ten starts of his career, but throughout the history of the NFL. That's long, folks. Here's long. what's here's what's crazy about this dude, too. This is essentially his rookie year. Like he yes. I know he was he was no, on the it team doesn't, last yeah, year. It doesn't count last sat year. Sat behind Alex Smith he didn't and throw a, a meaningful pass right. as a starter. This is his rookie season, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm considering him a rookie this year, and he is balling the fuck out. Now I know he has a great receiving core. Uh, Hill is one of the fastest receivers I have ever seen in my and life. Here's the thing about that. I, I always get a little bit perturbed when people are like, well, yeah, because, you know, he's got all these great receivers. One, I don't know how great his receiving cast really is. I mean, Hill is Dude, really Tyreek good. Hill is no, really no, no. Good. He's really good. But if you look at it after that, they picked up Sammy Watkins off the scrap heap, and he's been all right. I mean, just in his NFL career, he's been all right. But after that, he really doesn't have anybody that's great. Now, I know Travis Kelsey is a great tight end. He's got that. But I, and for I, a young quarterback, that's a huge weapon to have. You've right. got to have a good tight end. But I just think more credit needs to be heaped on Holmes in general. Well, and, like and he's you did, done right, right. great by and himself. And that's what I was going to say. So he's got these really good receivers, but he is putting the ball in places that are amazing. Like he makes throws, and I'm watching it going. Andy Dalton can't make these throws. Andy Dalton's been in the league for well, as, mu- as long as I can remember. a little bit higher than Andy Dalton. But I'm just saying, Dalton's been... I'm, the reason why I picked Dalton, Dalton was also a, a Big 12 quarterback. Uh, so same type of offense mm-hmm. that he ran in college. And he's also had some pretty good weapons around him throughout his career. He's, you uh, know... Arguably had, better weapons than Right, Mahomes and he can't right do minute. what Mahomes yeah. is doing. Mahomes is... I mean, he's... I'm watching these Chiefs games. When they played the Bengals... Dude, it was unreal. Well, I mean, here's the craziest thing is that he's looked surgical. And, I mean, when, when, the, when the Chiefs drafted him, first of all, they traded up. And everybody thought, eh, that's right. a little what suspect because it didn't make much sense in the context of where, where the Chiefs were and what they needed at the moment. So that, and, was, that was ballsy. Big 12 quarterbacks have a little bit of a stigma. That is actually where I was going next. Yeah. It was the, okay, even if you believe in this guy – the history of Big 12 quarterbacks within the last, let's just say, 10 years has been piss poor. They've right. all come in with big names, huge Johnny numbers. Johnny football, baby. I mean, they put up huge Sorry, numbers in, in the league, <laughs> and, 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 and then they get in the NFL, and it just doesn't translate. They fizzle out, and most of them are either backups or not in the league for long at all. He's completely blown all of that out of the water just completely rewritten the the book on how you view these quarterbacks and Texas Tech quarterbacks in general. There have been right. a lot of good Texas Tech quarterbacks at Texas Tech that either haven't made a name at all yeah. or get drafted in the fifth or sixth round and then you never hear of him again. I, I mean, he's been even better than mm. I, I thought that 
they expected. I, like I'm sitting there thinking they had to have known something and they obviously saw something. They were very confident to trade up and do all that and then trade away Alex Smith and make that decision when he was playing, had the best year he of his career. He had a great career. Yeah, last year. Um, not great career, but great, great year, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I know what you meant. But I, I mean, it just, it blows my mind and I have to believe that some, you know, some of them are sitting there at Chiefs headquarters like, man, this kid's even better than we thought. Dude, how many, how many people that were like, who this gamble paid off real well. Like, could, they could. Because I feel like it's all, it's all, uh, it's just a shit show. Like, you have no idea. To a certain have, degree. There's always ways that you could say, ah, this guy's got a better chance. But for the most part, the draft is all just I mean, I really should just luck. give the benefit of the doubt to In Andy Reid, because Andy Reid has been able to make quarterbacks look good and play at their highest potential pretty much his entire career. I mean, you've got McNabb. You had Vic when he came out of prison. I mean, no, I mean, he's made... You're right. No, you're right. I mean, he made Vic look the best he's ever looked from the pocket. I mean, when everybody said, ah, Vic can't throw from the pocket, he was there with Andy Reid, and he threw from the pocket effortlessly. And he... That Vic, at his peak of eagle, you know, greatness, is what Patrick Mahomes looks like, only he's doing even better from the pocket, not relying on his feet at all. I mean, That's been five minutes of how great Patrick Mahomes is. Thank you to okay. Robert Taylor, now, uh, host of MMA to the Max. Go check the, him out. The uh, flip side <laughs> of that, and this isn't really shitting on him. This is just a cautionary tale. Once upon a time, I thought Kellen Kaepernick was going to be essentially what <laughs> Pat Mahomes is. And it was, the greatness was only going to keep getting greater and greater and greater. Just be careful because this can all well, change. And, and it's overnight. the NFL. Like the, I think a lot of that could be... There's not a lot of film on the guy, and it, I mean he's—it's amassing every week. That's the other thing. Like at the beginning of the year, it's like okay, yeah, nobody really knows what to expect from this kid. He's balling out. Now right. people are seeing him week after week, and, and they still can't really stop him. So we'll see what happens next year. And before anybody says anything that I'm—I'm I'm not trying to compare him to Kaepernick because I know they're two different. Types no, because of Mahomes as as... doesn't take a knee. God damn it! <laughs> well, I was just saying liberalism. The, I know snowflakes. that Mahomes throws more from the pocket, and that—that that was the whole thing with why maybe Kaepernick didn't succeed, and then there's all that stuff. But I'm just saying, stuff. as far as getting on the hype train and thinking, oh my god, because I once upon a time thought we've got our quarterback for the next decade, and then overnight it was like oh no we don't so you know, <laughs> i hope that it doesn't go that way for Mahomes. just be careful that's all i'm saying just uh, enjoy the ride while it lasts and just don't think that it will last forever because it could well, there's there's a bonus minute for you robert taylor we expect another two dollars uh, <laughs> uh kevin grady correction on that correct uh johnny football was S- uh sec I forgot that A and M had switched over to the SEC by the time he was there. I thought that 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 switch happened after he left. No, it was like it was right, right the, around right when he was, he was yeah. the height of his popularity. Um, gotcha. So I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Actually, it might have been like right when he came in. It was uh, SEC? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the reason that makes sense is because they they made the big deal about him beating Alabama and all that. So, right. Yeah, so. so my bad on that one. I still. I mean, I still. I'm such an old man when it comes to that stuff. Well, and it's not that. The, hard, do you realize how many times I've had to prevent myself from saying uh, Big Eight instead of Big Twelve? Well, no, that was that's like real old before man. my. That was like before, before my we time. Were born, right? <laughs> but just from like reading about stuff, I'm like Oklahoma's Big uh, Twelve. They're Big Twelve. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. That that's a little much. It's. I mean, it happens. It happens to me. I but can't I thought it. you were right for a second there because I couldn't remember the exact year that. Uh, AM had switched over and the timing of that. So it sounded right when you said it. I, you know me, I take no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hesitate when it comes to calling. Look, you Craft Root Sports, we just say whatever the hell we want and <laughs> go ahead and fact check us if you want. We don't give a shit. It's probably going to be wrong. 
Pat uh, Mahomes. There's, there's let's, let's stay with the Big Twelve though. Okay, let's do it. Perfect. Perfect. Let's do that. Perfect. Like big a segue. <laughs> we talk some Big Eight. Yeah, um, because this week <laughs> it came out that uh, Kansas Kansas State and uh, head coach Bill Snyder. They've been holding back bowl game rings from players that transfer out of the program. So straight, I, I'm sure that Mike Gundy would approve of uh, of this tactic. He's just being a straight dick, and and players that decide have decided after specifically last year they make it to this bowl game and they you know had a really great season or whatever. A lot of the kids that you know didn't get an opportunity to play as much as they wanted to or what for whatever reason decided right. they're going to transfer out. There was even a couple starters that transferred out, transferred out of the program, and it was discovered this week that none of them have received their rings for going to the bowl game and not for lack of effort. They've gone back to the school. They've reached out to them. Hey, haven't received my ring. Uh, you know, am I going to do this? And they're basically told, yeah, 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 you know, it, it, it's in the mail. We, we got that. <laughs> Nothing. It's in the mail. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they've basically been just sold a bill of goods and, um, you know, haven't received their rings. And a lot of them just gave up because they've been given the runaround and they've had to say it enough times to, you know, the administration there and realize hey, it's probably not going to happen, so they're kind of just whatever about it. Um, but yeah, uh, people are also saying uh, surrounding the program or that have played for Snyder before that, yeah, that's he's kind of petty like that and would hold a grudge. <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> and it just comes off as really, really shitty. I mean, this was in Motherfucker of the Week running because... Yeah, he was, he was up there. I mean, a guy, you know, that for whatever reason made the decision for himself for to want to do better and helped your team. Wasn't like he transferred midseason when you went to the bowl game or wasn't there, whatever played for the team was a part of the team. And I mean, a lot of these it's in these situations are backups or walk-ons or whatever that are trying to, right. to get more playing. Well, time. how many of them though are grad students that transfer, you know, you yeah. got that fifth year and you're like, well, I, I can get a shot at this other school and get more playing yeah, time. Whatever like, the reason may be guys that, you know, no longer with the program, but obviously aren't really necessarily hurting the program this year. Cause they're not there. And you're denying them getting something that they earned? So here's, here's what really popped up into my head, and I just looked this up. Uh, what bowl game rings... First of all, I didn't realize they gave out rings for just all these bowl games. Is that a school decision, or is that like the bowl? It would have to be a school decision, right? No, the, it's, it's the bowl. It's the bowl. It's part of like so it's they all, the they package. all get like the package when they, they first get, the get swag, there, yeah. And then usually like a trophy. So, but does the the, the ring. rings on only go to big. the winning team, or well, it, yeah, only the winning team, okay. depending right. on how big the bowl game is. Like they don't give it away for like the John Deere Classic. Long the, well, okay, so that's that was my other point. So I looked it up since two thousand. Uh, here have been the bowls that Kansas State has played in. In two thousand, they played in the Holiday Bowl. Mm-hmm. 2000, what is this? 2000, uh, these are just their wins. Sorry, okay. we'll just do their wins. Uh, where they would have gotten a ring. Right. They, uh, they won the Holiday Bowl in 2000. They won the Cotton Bowl in 2001. Legit bowl. I could see that one being mm-hmm. a, a ring-worthy bowl. Uh, 2002, they were in the Holiday Bowl again. Uh, 2013, so there's a little bit of a spread there between their next win. They were in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. 2016, they were in the Texas Bowl. In 2017, they were in the Cactus Bowl. So we're talking about nothing but 
shitty before New Year's bowl games, right. except for one Cotton Bowl appearance since 2000. So what rings are these dudes winning that they're like, God damn it, I want that Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe that's why they're giving up because they're like, whatever, it's a BW3's bowl. Well, no, but I mean, any ring that you get, I mean, if you earned it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, I'm not saying that these I think that's why they give seem, up. I, I think that's say, why they give they up because they're just like, like whatever. That it's not like it's a national championship ring that they're like, Give me my ring. I want my ring. Fair, but if somebody told you, I say at your job, everybody was given bonuses and you made it past the the, the bonus date, like, hey, you know, because every company usually has a cutoff date of when you had to be there to be eligible for the bonus and all that. And you made that cutoff date, but you had transferred out and they're just like, Nah, you know we're not, we're not giving you your bonus. Uh, we're just withholding it. But like you kept I contacting mean, what's, payroll. What's and you're the like, bonus? Ah. Is it money? Then yeah. But if it's like, yes. hey, here's this fancy pen that everybody got for hitting no, Q4 no, goals. I'd no, be like, the, the, I don't the give a fuck is, about the pen. Give the, it. Keep the bonus it. is money because presumably they could take that ring and do whatever they want with it. You know, sell it for tattoos. I, I'm just saying. Um, whatever. <laughs> How um, much do you think a holiday bowl ring is going to get you? I don't know. <laughs> A couple of tattoos called Terrell Pryor. I have no idea. I'm just saying. Either way, if somebody's withholding I'm something not, from me, I'm not that defending I earned, Bill Snyder. I'm not saying like that he's are. no. I'm sounds not. Like I'm are. not saying. I'm just. I have questions about this whole story because it's like, wh- what rings did you get? Why? Why are we giving out rings for the Holiday Bowl and I, the don't BW3's get me wrong. When I first, bowl? When I first heard this, that was my thought: was they give out rings for that? But still, if I earn something, even if it was. True. Part, like, no 100% matter what part of the that. package yes. it was, yes. if they say you're getting X, Y, and Z in this package and it also includes a ring, well, then I want my damn ring. I mean, I want everything that I was entitled to for being a part of that team and I, I mean, that game. I, I'm making jokes, but it is cool to have, like, you know, especially athletes, they, they've got their trophy rooms and it's, it's And these guys who are never going to play. I mean, right, they have that memento. It's something cool to show your kids or your right. grandkids, like, hey, this is when daddy was in NRG Stadium, played the <laughs> Holiday Bowl. Uh, I didn't play. I just stood there, but I was there. Uh, you guys seen Rudy? I was kind of like I bowled out on the scout team. You guys ever seen Rudy? It was like that, but I didn't get into the game. It's I, just like that. I mimicked <laughs> the other team's cornerback. Uh, that was me, baby. <laughs> I got the team ready. That is what I did. Uh, I got us ready to beat Arizona State scout. here's their wins their wins are actually kind of impressive since 2000 they beat tennessee they beat arizona state uh they beat michigan are these in the bowl games yeah in bowl games texas a&m and ucla not those are all big wins just for i mean i'd want i'd want something to commemorate beating those schools well and that's what i'm especially coming from kansas state where it's like we don't really get to win a lot, so let, right. me, let me remember every win that I can. Right. <laughs> They're an old Manhattan. <laughs> right. I always remember that. I'm like, there's a Manhattan, Kansas? <laughs> Where do you live, Manhattan? Oh, really? Not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When I read a story about the recruiting trips there, how it, it there is no direct flight or anything to there. So it's one of those things where it's completely isolated and like landlocked and you have to drive but the closest place to get there to drive is still like two hours away so <laughs> i can't remember who it was or what i was reading but i was reading this story and they were talking about kansas state and how they drove all the way to a certain point and they were i forget where they were from but they were all the way to a certain point and they had already been in the car for you know a couple hours or whatever and they're like all right cool we're here and i was like 
no, 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 no. Actually, we've got another two hours to go. Oh my God. What the fuck? And they realized they were only in Kansas City. And it was like, that's where they thought the, the stadium was, or that's where they thought the campus was. But no, no, no. Oh, it's Manhattan. We got to drive another two hours. Oh, my God. So they're like, oh, look, there's people. This has got right, to be it, right, right? right? Oh, no, no, and no. And then it's like, no, 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 no. We're actually two hours <laughs> away from all of this. There's a lot more corn that you need to see before we get to campus, <laughs> Yeah, son. so it's one of those types of choices. So definitely if you win anything or, you know, you spend all this time there, shit, if somebody said, here's this ring, you, you damn shit, you damn skippy, I want my ring. <laughs> shit. Did you spend an entire year, man? Then shut the fuck up. Give me my ring. <laughs> I had to drive all this way. I'm getting a fucking ring. I should get a ring just for driving to this campus. Shit. <laughs> you have been watching The Wire a lot. I have. <laughs> like, I don't care if you got to open up 50 boxes of Cracker Jacks before you find a ring. I'm getting a ring. I won't leave here without one. Uh, all right, let's talk uh, some more college football drama that was going on this week. Uh, the big story Ooh. that happened was Brett McMurphy came out with a, another article this week where he cited sources that said that uh, a player that transferred from Ohio State last year, the reason for the transfer was because he got into a, uh, a an altercation with Zach Smith, the coach who... Which, uh, everybody should know who Zach Smith is at this point. If you don't know who he is, I don't feel like bringing it up and, and talking about it. No. But supposedly there was a uh, a racially charged altercation between Zach Smith, white guy, with, uh, right, with a, a black receiver, and the receiver transferred out. Uh, Ohio State completely denies the allegations. Urban Meyer even went so far as to say that he is going to look into legal action to take against Brett McMurphy for having this this article come out, which I don't know how you can do that. If he's got sources that said it, like you're allowed to post, you're allowed to write it. It's, I mean, I know, I don't know the exact, that's why I wanted to bring this up because you're, you know, you were in journalism. You're, you're part of a news media. How safe is McMurphy when it comes to this? If he's got a source that says, no, this is why this happened. And he runs the story. Can he face any type of legal backlash for this? I don't think there's any type of legal backlash that he can face. Because um, it sounds like Myers basically saying this is like slander or libel that, you know, this never right. happened. He ran the story as if it did happen. You're hurting my image. You're hurting the school's image. You're hurting our recruiting, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to sue you for millions of dollars. But if you have somebody, if I came up to you and I was like, dude, listen to this story. Joe fucked a goat. And then you, well, you the ran the story. Though, I mean, the rule <laughs> like, in journalism, though, is that you have to have, like, three sources. Like, I couldn't – if I run – then, you know, if I, that's irresponsible as a journalist if you – But is it illegal? That's the difference. <sighs> irresponsible is one thing. Yeah, no, it's illegal to print something that's false. So – but the problem is it's kind of like with, you know, Barry Bonds or any of these steroid users when they come out and they're like, you know, pounding fist and I'm going to sue the shit out of all these right. people because this is lies and then – you know, nothing ever comes of it because they realize they don't really have much right. of a leg to stand on. And so they can say all that and do all that until you actually see a lawsuit go through and then a court case and everything. I mean, that's just them puffing their chest back out and it, it amounts to nothing. Anthony, I mean, Anthony, stirring the pot as always. Urban Meyer is a man <laughs> of dignity and honor. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, something like that. Well, can we get to the part Let's from the, the, the Zach Smith? The, the Twitter tirade. Dude, what is up with this dude? <laughs> Zach Smith is off his rocker. He really is. I feel like there are, there are people in this world, people in our country, 
who we should probably take Twitter away from. And Zach Smith is quickly getting on that list. If we did a no Twitter or no social media Hall of Fame, we'd have Jeremy Stevens, not the tight end. Uh, <laughs> we'd have uh, Vontaze Perfect, and yeah. we'd definitely have Zach Smith. Zach Smith would be the first one walking I in picture, the door. I picture this dude just pounding vodkas, because like, that seems like he w- what he would drink. He just drinks straight Angry, vodka. Angry people tend to drink vodka. Yeah, and it's not good vodka. He's drinking like Kamchaka vodka. Pop-offs. Uh, <laughs> Tito's and soda. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa, he doesn't whoa, go whoa, Tito's. Tito's is good vodka. Tito's is, yeah, about? he doesn't go Tito's. Whoa, he, just, bro, he goes Kamchaka straight. If you take another shot at, <laughs> shot at Tito's, we're going to fight. No, no, no. You ain't buying Tito's at the corner gas station. <laughs> right, right? That's what it is. Zach picks it up on the way home yeah, where he's uh, like, all right, I'm going to fill up the tank and get this handle of I Kamchaka. A, I need a pack of uh, Marlboros <laughs> and uh, whatever vodka you guys got on hand. <laughs> Uh, uh, whatever vodka you heard me whatever vodka <laughs> well we don't have vodka we've got this rubbing alcohol that'll, that'll work, work. <laughs> bag it up uh, so then he just chugs that and then goes on twitter tirades and this week he went on one so the the rumor is that tom herman uh the coach of For texas, texas yeah the guy who is very concerned about how his players <laughs> piss he apparently is the one that leaked the story to Brett McMurphy about Zach Smith in the first place, all in an effort to get back at Urban Meyer or whatever, try to get Urban Meyer fired, Which seems take weird. Zach Smith down. He's the, the motivations there for Herman didn't add up for me from like what it Smith would, was saying. It would make sense if Herman was the head coach at a small school where it's like, hey, if I can get rid of Urban Meyer, right. I could take over Ohio that, State. And that's then why, the, then that's the motivation why saying, makes sense. It didn't make sense from from my like, yeah. When You're the, the coach of Texas, like that's out, a lateral like, move. You're not gonna yeah. I mean, it's a better school, it's a better program, but, but you're not in gonna, terms of you're not gonna money, do all of that to to go from Texas to Ohio State, right? You in, don't need to in terms if, of money, in terms of historical right. prestige, and in, in terms of recruiting. Texas and Ohio State are, are pretty equal. Right. Ohio State, I'm not saying Texas is as good as Ohio State, so Ohio State fans, relax. Um, Ohio State is right. far and away better than Texas, especially right now. But if you do, if you just do historical program rankings and all that, I mean, Ohio State has a little bit of a nose out in front, but it's not a crazy, mm-hmm. a, a crazy big gap. So it's it just, it's not crazy, or it's crazy for me to think that Herman's trying to position himself and do all this to get a a, a leg in going to Ohio State. That just doesn't add up to me. But that's what Zach Smith thinks is happening. He's got his tinfoil hat on (laughs) and his uh, handle of Kamchatka, and this is what, and that's kind of how I picture (laughs) this. The handle of rubbing alcohol, I think, is better. I think the rubbing alcohol (laughs) comes in. straight rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I just, ah! (laughs) Hand me another bottle. It it burns so good going down, it makes me feel things. Um, (laughs) But he went off on Twitter accusing Tom Herman of cheating on his wife with Somebody from Iowa State, like a recruiting coordinator from Ohio or from or, Iowa State, he accused Tom Herman of cheating on his wife at Asian massage parlors. Yes, he brought like he was going after Tom Herman's wife, uh, making sure she got all the tags. He tweeted the big one was that he texted Tom Herman uh, and went screen off, screen grabbed that shit, and I'm so glad he screen grabbed. And I hope it's true. I really hope it's it's true. Uh. I don't know why you would put the screen grab out there and not. If you're gonna put the screen grab out there, I'd have deleted the uh, the, the response, response from Herman because the response was. was 
perfect. If you missed it, Zach Smith went on a tirade in via text towards Herman. Super t- long text. I'm I'm blowing up your spot. I, I know everything you've done. I'm gonna make it so that your wife knows what you've done. Blah blah blah. On and on and on. Two messages, like a huge big block of text, and then another block of text afterwards. And Tom Herman responded with, "Go ahead. Okay, cool. Hook him with the emoji. Yeah, <laughs> with." With the hook'em emoji. That was just it. Okay, cool. Hashtag hook'em. And the emoji. Which, funny enough, if you... And this was funny because I... I've I never thought, liked Texas more than that moment right there. I've never liked Tom Herman more than I did in that moment. I'm like, I would run through walls for that coach. Championship piss and that text message has made him probably my favorite coach in all of college football. But the funniest part was... I just happened to, I was like, man, you know, is this really, I, I was like, I'm curious just to see what Tom Herman's wife, you know, had, cause he had tweeted at her. And so I clicked on yeah. her profile and I'm just looking just at the Twitter to see if she's saying anything in response to this. Well, I look at her description <laughs> on Twitter. Hashtag. Her description on Twitter yep. was okay, cool. <laughs> Hashtag hook em. with the emoji. I'm like, that's a that 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 she's, is a down to ride one. Yep, right, right there. there. She, <laughs> she she is the one that is Tom Herman's corner. Like I, I was like, man, hats off to her as well. She immediately put that in there, knowing exactly what she was doing. That was her Twitter bio. I just don't understand Zach Smith's thinking on this. Like he still is saying he's going to sue everybody and he's going to court. If I'm Zach Smith's lawyer. And he really is going to do this. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Well, that's because the first if, rule. if you're trying to prove that you're not a psycho that flies off the handle and could injure people, don't go posting this shit all hours of the night with all this crazy talk. Like, you are proving that you are a psycho, man. I also don't get what outing Tom Herman does for his case. I mean, Especially. okay, so you're getting at, you're getting back at Tom Herman, but it doesn't help you not look like an asshole anymore or well, whatever. It's, it's very hypocritical of him too because he Zach Smith had gone on Twitter and said, you know, you're putting my kids through hell with this whole thing, and they're they're right. dealing with yeah. all this, and I can't believe you would do this to my kids, blah blah blah. And then you're going to turn around and do it to somebody. I don't know if Tom Herman has kids, but he's got a family, and now his family's dealing with he it. He does like, have kids based so, on his Twitter, his wife's Twitter profile. She's got so basically, Zach Smith is like, all right, you, I'm taking your family down too, for whatever reason. Um, it just this whole thing reeks of Zach Smith is batshit crazy. Right. And, and makes it look more like he definitely did everything that he was accused of, and there's no doubt. He at least went off the handle. Like, you, you have to assume at this point that he at least screamed at his wife to where she felt very threatened. Like, that is a believable hypothesis after what we've seen him do on Twitter over the last right couple of months. Uh, absolutely bonkers. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, one more football story, and then we'll do Degenerate Dartboard of Doom before we talk some basketball. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has officially missed the cutoff. He will be sitting out this entire year. He forfeits, what, $14.5 million or something like that this money. year. Uh, crazy amount of money that he is punting on completely. Uh, Steelers obviously don't feel like they're going to miss him since James Conner is just destroying it for uh, uh, for they, Pittsburgh. They, as a team, are fine in the standings. Which I think if Connor was not as good as he was, if he was struggling, then They probably Pittsburgh, would have figured out a way to make this Yeah, deal. they would have paid uh, Le'Veon. Uh, to Le'Veon's credit, he held firm in his convictions. He said, this is what I'm worth. If you're not going to pay me, fine. Then, then I'm not going to be there. And you know what? 
good for him. There's and people always talk shit. It's funny because people are now talking shit and they're mad and I can't believe you do this and you're not a team player. And of course, doing the whole burning jersey thing and, and just being complete rubes over that whole thing. But so many people will talk shit when an athlete says, "Oh, you know what? I'm a hold out, and I, you know what? I might not play the whole season because we've seen." guys do that plenty yeah. of times and then they always cave and whenever the deadline comes they show back up tail right. you know hat in hand tail between their legs and they end up playing and whatever and so mostly it's all just seen as a bluff first time a player actually goes through with it says this is what i'm doing i'm not showing up and i'll see you when i see you and you know if it costs me whatever but in the long run i think i'm worth it he actually goes through with it, and people are still shitting on him. Right. It's like, right. what do you want from these guys? And why are you just so mad when it's not your money or your career? Again, we talked about this before, and it's like, if this turns out poorly for him somehow, some way, you know, he gets injured or whatever, something happens to where he doesn't end up making the money back or whatever happens, then at the end of the day, it was on him. It's his choice. Right. And he has to live with that. And you can fault him and say he's a bad teammate, but... Football has shown that one play, your your career is done. And right. once you're hurt, they don't give a fuck about you anymore. Like, and his they don't contract this year would have all. been non-guaranteed. So right. they could have easily cut him. Right. So, one, the team at, doesn't care about you. You are, you are a replaceable mercenary in the NFL. If you go down, guess what? There are so many other guys who are going to jump right into your spot. I, I think this happened right after the show, so I guess we wouldn't have talked about it. But great example. Des Bryant holds out, finally finds a situation. Boom. First practice. Yep. Blows his ACL out. Done for the season. Yep. I mean, had that happened, had Le'Veon come... them ACLs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had Le'Veon come back... It, it, same thing could have happened to him. It was his Achilles. Oh, was it his Achilles? I thought it was his oh, ACL. Shit. No, it was that's his even Achilles. worse. Oh, oh that's got to be so painful, man. Yeah, well, hashtag fuck him. <laughs> okay, cool. But to- hashtag fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Middle finger emoji. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's it's one hundred percent. Like I think. I think Le'Veon Bell, so you posed this question beforehand. Um, is this is he a pioneer for this or is he gonna end up being like the the villain? And I think we're at a turning point in the NFL. We're starting to see those guaranteed contracts. And the fact that Le'Veon Bell held out, I think you see more guys do this. No. Because I, we're also seeing guys retire younger as it is. They're just like, fuck this, I'm done. I made a couple mil. I'm out. I'm good. I, I, I still got all of it up here. I'm done. I absolutely think that he's going to... Right now, not in the short term, obviously, people are hating. And, you know, there's all sorts of former players and current media heads all talking mad shit. But I think someday we're going to look back at this and say, Le'Veon Bell was the beginning of guys getting to that point of guaranteed contracts. Because we've always said, too, that... Part of the reason they're never going to get guaranteed contracts is because guys won't stick to their convictions. Right. And they won't hold out and do whatever's necessary. To, you know, the only way that the owner's going to listen is if they take a stand and set out an entire season and you need all these guys to make sure they don't do it and cross the picket line or whatever. But here's a guy who did exactly that. And I think you're going to have more guys who look at it and say, you know what? He's right. If I'm not going to be guaranteed this money and I go out there and they don't have to pay me, then what, what's the point? And my career is already short as it is. Right. My, my long-term health isn't guaranteed. You know, there's all the CTE concerns. Why bother if I'm not guaranteed the money? And, and in Le'Veon Bell's case, I'm sure he's 
planned for this to a certain degree as far as his spending. So hopefully he wasn't out there just blowing through all his money and that he thought this was a possibility. So I'm assuming that he went into this knowing, all right, I'm going to have to live on what I have now and I might not have this 15 million, but it'd be totally right. worth it to set myself up for whatever. Comes well, next. And, and Eric commented his unsuccessful attempt might discourage players from doing what he did. And that's true, but we don't know if this is unsuccessful yet. It's it, this we won't year. No, until the next contract gets signed. right. It's unsuccessful for this season, but clearly he was ready to hold out for the entire season, knowing it was going to cost him fourteen million, thinking that he's going to get what he deserves on his next contract. So, if next year or this off season he gets signed for his seventeen million guaranteed or whatever that he's looking for, it's not an unsuccessful thing. Though. Right, it ends up as a win in the long run. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, that's the, he's looking right. at the long game. In the short term, he lost $14 million, But if he, the next contract he gets, whatever he's aiming for, for the guaranteed money, if somebody signs him for that, right. then, then it it's a win. all worth right. it. And I think, he wins and he gets that money back, and it's... And I think dudes are going to look at... And I think dudes are going to look at it like, eh, yeah, it's probably worth it for the guaranteed money. To sit out a year, not risk injury, not risk losing the money to, and, to get the guaranteed and, money, I'm, I'll say And out. to think about it, it's like right now in the NFL, NF, the running backs, most disposable players out there. Mm-hmm. And you can find a good one off the streets. Well, if a quarterback decides he's going to do this and says, I want an entire guaranteed contract. And they're getting close because they're the they just ones got that, one. Didn't Cousins just get one? Was no, it? It's isn't not, his? No, it's not fully it's guaranteed. It's not fully guaranteed. Okay. But if just it, crazy amount right, guaranteed. Right, but the next guy who decides he wants to have a guaranteed contract, and those are going to be the first ones. The first ones are going to be quarterbacks, no doubt. Right. They're, they're going right. to be the ones that are for sure going to, but they're going to have that power, and it's going to trickle down as time goes off. But I'm uh-huh. telling you, we've looked at I know, I'm bringing, Man. I'm bringing politics into it. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Don't Gundy. get me started <laughs> Sorry, on politics. Sorry, Mike <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I really, I do. I think that this was the beginning of something. Uh, yeah, and I'll leave you with this. Uh, like my last thought on this: whenever people are upset and they're mad at at players for holding out for more money, whenever they get pissed at guys like Le'Veon Bell, they're like, "I can't believe you would do that." Take a step back. This is a dispute between a millionaire and a billionaire, <laughs> and you are siding with the billionaire when you are against the player in this case. I understand there's salary caps and whatever, but. If this starts, if this domino starts to fall and these players do start wanting guaranteed contracts, the owners have the power to remove the salary cap. Like this, they're the ones that put that in place. There's no way the there's no way the players association is going to be like, no, wait a second, hang on, you got to have that salary cap. No, they're going to be like, yeah, let our guys get whatever they can. At the same time, fuck those people doubly because those people that are like, man, you know, he can't believe he didn't play for that many millions and blah blah blah, are the same people that will talk shit about Kevin Durant signing for less money to Mm, go play for the winner. That's a good point. I mean, you can't win. Yeah, those people you're just never going to win over because they will argue whatever logic suits their purpose at that moment. Because yep. I guarantee you the same people bitching about Le'Veon Bell are the same people who bitch about Kevin Durant. That's a good point. That's Bar a fair not. point. Um, that's a good transition into basketball. But before we do that, let's get uh, Degenerate Dartboard of Doom. Uh, I think this. we're at the... <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about this, and I was okay uh, with it. Fuck this. Nope. Uh, this week, Jesus Scott Christ. and I both lost our matchups. Some real bullshit. Fuck you, Philly Philly. To recap, Joe was the lone winner this week. Joe had the Saints minus five and a half against Cincinnati. They barely covered. 
barely covered for you, Joe. Yeah, that one Slightly, just came in. I, I know you were worried about that one. Uh, nervous, bullets. nervous bullets. that the Saints were going to cover. Drew Brees came through for you. What was the final of the game like? Fifty-one fourteen, something crazy 50, like that. Yes, it was fifty-one to fourteen. Unreal, uh, fucking Bengals and their shitty fucking play. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Joe wins. He's safe, uh, and we also all agreed that that was probably the easiest pick of the week last week. Uh, so good for you, man. The the degenerate dartboard of doom gods. Came back and, and gave you a gift after making you throw by yourself last week. I lost after riding with uh, Stoops. I, I waxed about uh, Mark Stoops at Kentucky and how the Kentucky's the up and coming program, baby. They were minus five against uh, minus, minus five and a half against Tennessee. They lost outright. So thanks a lot for nothing on that one, UK. And then Scott, as you heard, had Philadelphia. I lost against Dallas. Yeah, not only did I lose Dallas, one, yeah. and then Dallas won. Son of yeah. a bitch. Uh, Corey's right, by the way. Fuck Andy Dalton. You, you damn right, Corey. Uh, yeah. So Scott lost, um, which bananas that Dallas was able to win that game. They won outright. and looked good, and they looked like complete dog shit most of the season, and especially the week right. before. And then this game, they come out and they're stellar. So Scott and I have to throw. Uh, do you want me to throw first? Okay, uh, let's talk real quick before I throw. We'll go through the punishments that are on the board this week. Um, so uh, we don't have Kenny Powers. That's off the board now. The Earnhardt sandwich is still up there. That's a banana banana and mayo on wheat sandwich. Uh, jar of queso is still up there. We have to eat a jar of queso with a spoon during the show. Uh, the Guitar Hero is still hanging on up there. you got to go to a public place and play until you get some tips. Uh New ones, uh, the Mia Khalifa was new last week. We added that one last week. So if you hit that spot, you have to tweet at Mia Khalifa every day for a year that professes your love. And then the new one is the Lucha Libre. That's the one I added on this week. Uh, that is where you got to do the whole show in a Lucha Libre mask. So I'm aiming for that. Yeah, you're not going to hit that. That's up top on the board. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You racist. I should probably get a shot of hypnotic ready because I... I'm known to not hit the board on my first attempt about every week. Oh, my God. Is that a double? Please tell me that's a double. Joe, go check that and see if that's a double. Wait, I should have you check that because Joe is going to say it's not a double because he's the only one that's safe on this one. Uh, But I think I might have just hit a double on this throw, everybody. This could have been – no, a double would be I get to fuck somebody else over. That's what I'm saying. Joe's just throwing his hands up. He doesn't know. He's not going to make a call on this one. Scott? That is a double, our first ever double. So that means I get to screw over somebody else and make them throw at the board. Um, Joe, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm going to make you throw on this one. So, Joe. I was going to say, I had the opportunity to make Scott throw twice, but I, I will spread the love around and we're going to make Joe throw at the board tonight. He thought he was safe, and the first double shows up. Whew, that's amazing. Uh, Scott is clearly in the Earnhardt sandwich, so uh, next week, next week Scott's going to have an Earnhardt sandwich, banana and mayo on wheat. Uh, man, you were this close to having to tweet at me. I know. <laughs> That's why I got so excited. Close. I'm like, ooh, I know what that is. That's Earnhardt sandwich. Give me that. Corey wants to know why wearing a Lucha Libre mask is punishment. That isn't. Uh, I want to do that on a regular day. I used That's to do it on like a regular a, day. It's yeah. actually kind of fun. Uh, but it's just something. Oh, it looked like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Joe now up. Uh, he thought he was safe, but he's not. So Joe has to throw at the board now. Here comes his toss. 
And Joe safely throws for the Lucha, Lucha Libre mask. Oh. <laughs> Joe always has to wear stuff. <laughs> and it's not fair because with the new monitors, he's going to be covered anyways. Son of uh, a bitch. But Joe safely lands at the Lucha Libre. Um, whew, what a degenerate dartboard of doom, everybody. I feel, I feel so good right now. Um, this has been a fantastic night for me. I don't know about you guys. So, Joe... Did Robert Taylor just try to say that I was too short to be Rey Mysterio? The motherfucker is shorter than me. Go eat a dick, Robert Taylor. <laughs> That's That has been sponsored this week by me. Uh, that'll be a dollar. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> dollar well spent. All right, let's get our picks for this week so that we can decide uh, who... Who we've got for next week's throw I would rather oh, eat an Earnhardt sandwich than a jar of queso. Mm, yeah. I, in fact, you know what? Next week, or no, we've got, we don't have the show We're next week because thanks, yeah. Thanksgiving. I might come back. I might do the Earnhardt sandwich and the can of cheese. Same show. Oh, Cheese Whiz Chaser ch- and uh, chasing the, chasing Might as well. <laughs> might as well chase that Earnhardt sandwich with a shot of Cheese Whiz. <laughs> Just don't puke at my house, please. Just don't do that. Because uh, that's some pretty great shit. It's a sandwich. It's not like a, a foot-long sub. No, I mean, you're right. You're it really right. isn't that huge of a deal. All right. Um, the game I picked was Cincinnati against Baltimore. Baltimore's minus four. Oh, I don't want any I don't like game. this game. I'm throwing this one back. Uh, that's a... <sighs> I said that I, I had the Bengals winning that game on flying picks. But game. Mixon's out. Or he's, he was limited in practice. Even, he potentially but even still, I just out. don't feel good about it. I don't even feel good about picking it straight up. Yeah, it's one of those games that you you never... Like, I felt more confident about the Bengals earlier in the week than I did tonight thinking about it. Instead, I drew some action here. Uh, so Ooh, I got, that one. Oh, I, I got, know which one that is. Uh, I got Bowling Green and Akron. Akron's, What's the spread? Akron is giving six and a half points on this one. Um, and is it at Bowling Green? I, that, do, I don't know. It's a Mac game. Does anybody it's know? The, it's at Akron. It's, it's the second, at Akron. The second name is always the home name. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Akron in this one. I'll give the six and a half points. It's a touchdown. I think Akron Look, can win we by We know they didn't six. find their coach on a Google search, so they've got that going for them. <laughs> But it's the Mac, man. That's such a weird conference. Oh, oh, I know. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, that's all you can go off of. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, uh, I don't feel good about that one at all. I'm just I'm going to bank on hitting another double bullseye next week. Oh, uh, I like this one. I like this one. I know it's Scott. a in-division rivalry, but I think that this might, in fact, I'm probably end up going to push, but I got uh, the uh, the Chargers versus Denver and Denver's uh, getting – Seven points, and I will go on ahead and give them those seven points. I will take the Chargers in this one. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. So you're giving up seven. Ooh, that's a weird line, though, man. I know, that, but that's what I'm saying. I bet I bet that I win this one on a push because, yeah. well, yeah. it's just a touchdown. So, All right, Joe, who is your game for this week, or who'd you draw? I got uh, Pitt versus Jacksonville. Ooh. Ooh, what's the spread in that one? Because Pitt, Pitt is giving five points, mm. and I I'm will take Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I'll take Pitt. Jacksonville's been awful. Like they've been bad ever since <laughs> uh, ever since them beating the Patriots. Uh, they've just been completely terrible this season. I mean, they're back to being the Jacksonville we all know and love. And that's a only a five point spread. That's right. Not that's bad. not. I mean, that's I'm totally. Terrible. They'll beat them by a touchdown. 
Yeah, like, I can see that not, happening. Even easily. even two field goals, I would definitely see. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, those are your picks. So just to recap, I've got Akron minus six and a half against Bowling Green. Fuck me. I will go out and say that Joe has the easiest one again. This Once one. again, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott has Chargers minus seven against Denver, and Joe has Pittsburgh minus five against Jacksonville. Once again, we all went with the favorites. Um, yeah. I think we did that last week, didn't we? Yeah, everybody picked a favorite last week, so... We'll see if we can cover the spread. I fucking hate the spreads, man. <laughs> the spreads suck so much. It's such a shitty thing. No wonder why Vegas I'm not always great. makes money. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not great at making picks, or I'm okay at making picks in general, but I mean, just just straight up. But the the spread, man, I've never been good at it. Just never. I'm like maybe at a fifty percent clip when it comes to spreads. Oh, let's source this out since we're talking about picks. Uh, so the um, the Minuteman tickets pick em is coming towards an end. We're, we've only got like four weeks left in that one because I think it only goes through college football season. Mm. And then they're, they're turning that one off. Uh, we have bets with uh, a couple different podcasts and some friends of the show. Sports Stance, who uh, we met through Twitter when we first started. They, they reached out to us. They, they were like, to us to hey, you want to do a Bowl spot? Picks. Yeah, you want to do a spot on... No, it was just weekly picks. It was just like, was hey, it? record something. Oh, I thought for... it was just the Super Bowl yeah, pick no, originally. It was, uh, uh, but they were a cool show. The The show isn't on anymore, but uh, it's a good Twitter account to follow. And Greg is fucking killing it in the picks. That dude doesn't miss. He is gets... he, though? Yeah. He's only two ahead of me right now. Well, he's only two ahead of you. Yeah. That's true. So uh, he was point. killing it. That's a, good, that's a fair I, point. I that's pulled point. close. Yes. Uh, but he's... he's. Uh, but to, to his been, credit, he's been on it all season. I mean, he's yeah. just been... Well, and I think now he's got enough lead over the show that he can start taking some risks and trying to call some more upsets that he wouldn't necessarily call. But if I beat him personally, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want to finish the top all of everybody. Because at this point, it'd be high, kind of hard as a show to catch up with him. We're not going to catch up. Average-wise, we need yeah. him to miss a week completely. But even then, he gets all the favorites picked. So I mean, right. he would have literally have to pick every single one wrong. Right? Yeah. So yeah. We're okay. Probably not gonna. Yeah, happen. we're we're not gonna catch him. But uh, we are ahead of some of our twelve ounce sports radio friends. Uh, so Scout Team Radio is right behind us. There are a couple games uh, behind us. I think we've got them by like two, mm-hmm. two point three, something like that. Uh, Loudbeard and Chris America are both. Pretty solid. I think they're at like 81 total for the year. Uh, and then there's some shows that just have quit and given up. Uh, What's up? What's up? Sports and Beck's work. We uh, they both just sort of gave up and have been just getting the favorites. Uh, so they are pretty much out of contention. But we decided to do bets with these guys where we were like, we'll just do something goofy. Uh, so let's source it to the crowd because you guys have been coming up with some good ideas for the degenerate dartboard of doom. What should we make scout team radio? What's up, what's up, sports, and Beck's Work Week do if we win this out, which it looks like we will, at least against what's up, what's up, sports, and Beck's Work Week. We, we at least have those guys beat since they've folded and they're just taking the favorites each week. Uh, scout team, it's a little bit of a tighter, tighter race, but I recommended booby tassels because that was a very big crowd favorite here. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves seeing Joe and them booby tassels. So I would like to see those guys have to make a video or something talking about how great we are while wearing booby tassels. But if you guys have a better idea, hit us up on Twitter uh, at Crafty Sports, and you can tag the other shows uh, out at Scout Team Radio, at What's Up, What's Up Sports 1, at Beck's Work Week, um, and we can, uh, we can really start to torment them a little bit because that's what this really needs. It needs some outside pressure. <laughs> Uh, that's when we're at our best. (laughs) 
when, when the fans of the show are just calling us out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let, let those guys know what you want to see them do, and we'll come up with a good one from that. All right, let's talk some basketball talk. Joe has been super excited that these have been on the, the rundown all week long, but we have had some crazy NBA stuff go on. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start Mello? Do you want to start Jimmy Butler? Let's, let's go with Mello. Okay, uh, so it just came out today that it's official. The Rockets are parting ways with Carmelo Anthony. He will no longer be a part of Houston. Joe, you were not surprised by this at all. Not no. even a little no, bit. No, no. I mean, Neither was that. I didn't think it was going to be this I'm soon. i there. Relax. I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but he was not a good fit from the beginning to start with. I don't know why they went after him in the beginning, so I'm not surprised that it fell this hard, but... You know, whatever. They tried for it. They went for it to see if it could work. It just didn't. But that was supposed to be, like, their big three, right? Like, that was supposed to be Houston's big three to make them a contender in the West. That was – the argument was, ah, they're they're kind of close to the Warriors. This is going to push them over the top. It was about seven or eight years too late, if that's what you <laughs> they wanted him. They wanted him to be Manu Ginobili, and he didn't want to be Manu Ginobili. He didn't want to come off the bench, and he – didn't he wanted to start play the whole game shoot his hundred shots and that's not what they wanted that's not what they said Melo said he was gonna do when he signed and, and to be yeah. fair he's just not Manu Ginobili I mean Ginobili has a different skill set I mean right yeah, Carmelo is a high volume shooter and scorer and that's pretty much all you're gonna get out of him whereas Ginobili you know can do a little bit on both sides and you know is gonna give you shots whenever he they're available but doesn't need to take them and you know it just they're two different types of players and and on this team it just was never going to work with a personality and a playing style of one Carmelo Anthony. So where does Melo go now? Does he does he end I, up in LA? Cuz that's the rumor that he's going to go like the Lakers? Play, yeah, play with LeBron. I, I mean, I, I guess you could cuz it wouldn't really matter. You can go there and be second fiddle to LeBron, put up a bunch of meaningless Wait stats. a second. So nobody's second fiddle to LeBron except for Ball. He's second fiddle. To, you could be second fiddle to, to Lonzo. Is that the ball that's there? I don't even know which ball it's there. Yeah, that's Lonzo. You're right. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, like, I suppose it couldn't hurt because L.A.'s looked pretty whatever, and they're not going anywhere. So I guess if you were worried about just getting your name heightened, that'd be a good spot. But he's not going to go to a contender. Let's just put it that way. Like no legit contender is going to bother with Carmelo. So yeah, sure. Go to LA and just hang out, I guess. So, okay. So that's one option. Is there anywhere else, Joe, you're the NBA expert in the group. What, what's the rumor Mel saying where Melo's going to end up? A lot of people want him to just retire. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. and not tarnish his legacy anymore. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, either you go that's somewhere, on a complete <laughs> go play overseas, go play in the big three. If you still want to keep playing, but oh, that could, I could see that happening overseas. That tarnishes. I think that tarnishes your legacy more than hanging around the NBA. Not if you're Jimmer for debt. <laughs> he, just, he just balled for 77 the other night. <laughs> exactly. Jimmy Fredette's a legend overseas. Yeah, but in the U.S., it's like, who? Oh, yeah, I remember that guy from when he no, was in college. I remember because, you know, he was a king. Shooting like Jimmer. Pick. <laughs> uh, all right. One of so... the successful Kings. A lot of picks. 
over the last 15 years. Does, does Mello, uh, does he thrive in Lithuania? That's the big question here. Oh, is yeah. Mello, is Dude, Mello a ball, king in he Lithuania? He can go somewhere and ball the F out. <laughs> Why doesn't like, Mello go to Spire Academy and play with, well, with the they, other ball? They think, they think he might, he's either going to go to China or he'll go to uh, wherever Mari Stoudemire is and where's that, Greece or oh, Israel? Yeah, yeah. He could ball And go hang out there. with Amari in Israel or go hang out in China? Yeah, I mean, he could ball out there, please. I and mean, he could put up 40 points a night in one of those places and <laughs> be famous there, be a legend there. And nobody's, it's not going to tarnish his legend any. He'd just be what it is. People are going to remember Carmelo as what he is. It's somebody who didn't ever make it to the top of the mountain. But when he was good, he was really good. And it was only on offense. Yeah, that's what Eric said, <laughs> that Melo's always gotten by on his scoring and shooting, but he's lost a step, so right. now he's nothing great to offer. And uh, Scott says, Iverson went overseas. No one remembers that. I didn't remember that. I didn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Iverson, Iverson went it, overseas? Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys do really? it where you're just like, oh, that's right, they did. Uh, okay. And then you don't think anything of it. It's just whatever. That, that blows my mind that Iverson went overseas. I Dude, no Iverson had a retirement tour there that was actually got pretty sad there at the end where he was bouncing around a lot. Like yeah, the but the end I, of Iverson's career was a pretty sad affair. In fact, uh, Carmelo could mirror that pretty quickly <laughs> if he's not, you know, if he's not careful. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good comparison if you think about the the way that they're because they're both very similar and it's like well, Iverson never played defense he was just this super high scorer and that's yeah. what he's known for whatever and when he faded he faded very quickly but then he hung around too long and thought too highly of himself for much too long and it just was like oh god nobody can tell this guy he doesn't have it anymore and uh, it's real <laughs> rough out there so. Like better to just fade <laughs> away and not do that to yourself. Uh, I feel bad for Mello. I feel really bad for him. And then uh, the question then becomes, who does Houston get to, you know to bring bad. in? To, yeah, I to don't feel him. bad for Mello from the aspect of he, he still had great moments. And I, I never really had anything against Carmelo. Like personally, I know some people was like really don't like him for whatever reason, but to me, Carmelo saved our asses in those Olympics, and for that, true. that will be my that that will be his championship <laughs> ring in my book. Is it's like you know what? I know he never got an NBA title, but he balled out in those Olympics and saved our asses. And so, <laughs> fuck it, forever. Carmelo's part of a Team USA team that could have failed miserably without him. You feel bad for Melo? You know how much I money do. he made this year? I, I mean, I still he feel made twenty-seven million from know, the Hawks feel... for three days. He was there. He made twenty-seven million <laughs> from amazing. like the Dude, Knicks, and then he made like another three hundred thousand for the ten days that he was in Houston. So he I made so no, fifty million dollars this year. It's not from like uh, fifty days. Right. No, I get it. I understand. He uh, this uh, structurally it it worked out really well for Mel, but I still feel bad for him because he's like a joke now. Like people. When you're an athlete and people are telling you, bro, just retire, just just fade into the sunset, that's that's rough to hear as an athlete. Like that's a but... and that's what makes me feel bad for him. That like there are his there are people who, who he considers like colleagues, people who are like he he's like, Yeah, I'm like Tracy McGrady said it this week. Tracy McGrady was like, Yeah, just retire, man. Just be done with it. And Tracy McGrady's telling you you should retire, and you know you should retire. That's what's and, the bulky and ass knees he got. You gotta feel shitty as a person to be like Tracy McGrady's telling me to hang it up. 
All right, but man. you know what, man? If I if I ever get to the point of embarrassing myself at my job, and people are like, you know what, you should just retire. If I can retire and be a legend at the bank, I'm all for it. Because <laughs> Carmelo Anthony is a legend at the <laughs> bank. You just heard it, fifty million dollars, and the man ain't done shit. <laughs> let me let me retire like that. An embarrassment in my field, but damn, Scrooge McDuck off the court. <laughs> Fuck it. I am okay with that. <laughs> Man, always have Syracuse. <laughs> always have Syracuse. Melo is class of 03, right? He was draft mm-hmm. class of 03, yeah. so he was right there with, with Wade LeBron. Wade and LeBron, yeah. All right, I thought so. All right, well. Maybe that's all he's waiting on. Like, man, I can't go out before they do. Right, we, we right. We all came in together. You can't, yeah. I, I'm not going to be the first of that trio exactly. to walk out. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, the other big news this week was that Jimmy Butler. Boat, man. We was on the banana boat together. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler is heading to the Sixers. <sighs> Which was... Shocking. That after, was after very we, shocking. That whole saga, uh, if somebody said, hey, how do you think this is going to end? Uh, it probably would have taken me 10 guesses before I said he's traded to the 76ers. <laughs> I just didn't see that coming. Uh, an I, unusual landing spot. A, a good landing spot, I feel like, for both parties, but just not on my radar, I guess. I love the the meme that was going around, whoever posted it on Twitter, who pointed out that uh, Jimmy Butler basically said, trade me, and then beat the starters with the third team, <laughs> fucked his teammates, wife or whatever, girl, uh, yeah. told everybody their pieces of shit, and then got traded to a contender. That yeah. is... Th- now as, that's winning. As sad as Melo's decline has been, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's is equally awesome. It, like <laughs> Equal levels there. Yes. Um, so Butler is now on the 76ers, so that brings me to my question. Uh, you and I both had Boston winning the East uh, with the the Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and that whole um, experiment there in Boston. And the Sixers, we had said, were like, ah, they're a good team, but they're not quite there yet. Um, Joe, I forget, who did you have coming out of the East? Uh, I really liked the Bucks at the beginning of the year. Mm, okay, uh, so that, that's... No. Ante Tacumpo, Ante Tacumpo. <laughs> um, so... Do you think that changes anything in the East now that Butler is on the Sixers, who were considered one of the best teams in the East? Do you think now the Sixers are in a better spot to to beat the Celtics or beat the Bucks and and come out of the East and lose to the Warriors? Mm, yeah, <laughs> I think they push Boston to seven games now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I still, you still believe got in the, Boston. I still believe in the overall team aspect of Boston, and I still don't trust necessarily. Uh, all of the parts uh, on the 76ers. I definitely think this makes them better. I, I put them ahead of... I, I think before this trade, I might have even argued that the Raptors were slightly better than the 76ers. Just never, on, You never pick the Raptors in anything, though. Yeah, I never necessarily pick them, but I just felt like they were the stronger team between the two. And this, I think, maybe pushes them ahead when you're talking about in a series. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think it pushes them past Boston. I wouldn't pick them over Boston to go to the finals out of the East. I still give Boston the slight edge because their the team is just deeper. Boston hasn't been playing well lately, though, right? Like, yeah, Boston's been looking well. No, more, yeah, Boston, Boston's in, like, the what, fifth spot right now. What, what is it? I No, I know. I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, as as good of a team as they're supposed to be, they're looking like garbage. 
So, you know how it is in the East, man. We've seen it. You just got to get in. That's all they give <laughs> a shit just, about. Yeah. Oh, are we the eighth seed? Okay, <laughs> whatever. I guess we start playing now. Oh, you mean we got to play in? We got to beat Toronto in Toronto? All right. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> we got to go. Go. go to Charlotte? Oh, no. <laughs> Toronto's the only ones that are like hanging up the Eastern Conference regular season champion banner. <laughs> yeah. Drake is sitting there pulling in the pool. He's like, look at this Eastern Conference regular season chance, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm not worried. I'll be worried about Boston when, you know, they're in a, a must-win game prior to the Eastern Conference championship. Then, uh, you know, in the it, it's not a game seven. Then I'll be worried. But until then, no, I, I still give the edge to Boston. Although I do like the move for the, the Sixers. If I'm a Philly fan, I mean, it makes me feel better about the team's chances than I did prior to getting them. Because you want to talk about feeling bad. You feel bad for Carmelo Anthony. I feel bad for Markel Fultz. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's just, oh, that dude is a bust. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't play. He was injured or whatever the hell was wrong with him his entire rookie year. This year, he can't even shoot free throws. He, that kid is a mess. I feel bad for him. It was the number one overall pick when he probably shouldn't have been, which is not his fault, but whew, I feel bad for the Markel Fultzes of the world more than I do for the Carmelos. Because, yeah. <laughs> And with Jimmy Butler, it's kind of like Markel, go sit over there. Just, go go sit over there, man. We we the, the experiment's over. We done here. Bye. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They're gonna supposedly their starting five when it matters is gonna be Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick, Joel yeah. Embiid, and then whoever else they want to throw in at, at the five. Yep. Yeah, that's I, a, I mean, that's a really solid lineup. It, no, it, no doubt, really it's, good. it's definitely solid. It just, it just doesn't. I feel I, like they're like a year is, or two away, though. That's. I feel like they're still. I don't know. Pretty they're necessary too. You know what? I, I think they are. I think they're a Ben Simmons jump shot away from me because mm. that dude can't shoot jumpers, and that's a problem when your point guard can't shoot jumper to save his life. Like, <laughs> but that's what JJ Reddick's for. Which is, and that's true, but Fucking I mean... Fucking J.J. Reddick. Yeah, man, that guy's still haunting dreams. Ugh. Uh, it's true, but it just... That goddamn I, game in Atlanta. Oh, Fucking J.J. Reddick. I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to have your point, <laughs> if your point guard can't shoot jump shots, then your team better be structured like that Celtics team where, you know, with Rondo who couldn't have a jumper. And I don't know that they're that good at the other positions. Like, I, I don't think that... Uh, the the process is as good as KG was, and I don't think that Reddick is as good as Ray Allen was, and so that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like you're you're getting a Boston light version if you want to compare. Just make the comparisons off of the personalities and the fact that Simmons can't shoot, and so it's like that isn't good enough to beat the Boston team that's there now. So you know, I don't know. And Jimmy Butler's the wild card there, where it's like. I, you know, he's something that I, that Boston team didn't have because they were the big three and then it was just a bunch of other guys. I mean, right. Glenn Davis was kind of their fourth man, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't scaring nobody. But Paul Pierce? No, he was part of the big three. It was Pierce. You didn't You didn't mention Paul Pierce. Oh, you I said uh, my bad. Rondo, yeah, Ray Allen, and well, Kevin Garnett. I was thinking about the comparisons for Rando, uh, Rondo and uh, – Simmons, but I'm saying the the big three were Allen, Pierce, and KG. Yeah, sorry, that's that's my bad, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. But I just if we're making that comparison, there that they'd be a Boston light version of that. So 
So in the East, we're still kind of on Boston's train. You're uh, Joe. I, I'm sorry. I forget, do you, are you still I'm on still the, Bucks? With the Bucks? I'm still with the Bucks. Yep. All right. Still riding with the Bucks. So nothing really changes with this for from our perspective in the East. But the West. There's been some drama going on oh, this guys, week. Guys, I'm uh, getting nervous. A lot of I am getting nervous. A lot of cracks in the armor. Pick. A lot of cracks in the armor right about now. A lot um, of chinks in the armor, as I, one, one ESPN headliner once posted. That's for, why I didn't say that. Uh, chinks in the armor. Shows my words carefully on that one. <laughs> I mean, you can uh, say it as long as you're not talking about an Asian. I know, but I just, I'm a white guy. I <laughs> just feel like I should just, yeah, white guy should just stay away from all of that stuff. <laughs> like, uh... Anything racially charged, potentially. <laughs> there's a there's a comedian from uh, the Dayton area, Kenny Smith, who has a joke about how white guys shouldn't even say the word knickers. Like, you shouldn't even it's say true. that. Like, that's too close. If you've got a stutter, you can't say vinegar. Like, there's a lot of words that white dudes should stay away from. And I feel like that's one of them that I'm just going to... There's gonna cracks. Stay away from chinks in the armor. There's cracks in the armor. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's mark this time spot down because this is perfect for a commercial that we put out for this show. Uh, anyways, so the Warriors had some drama this week. Uh, if you missed it, Draymond Green had an opportunity at the end of regulation. Uh, he took the ball up the court, dribbled it off of his foot. Time expired. They went into overtime and ended up losing. Uh, on the bench after it happened, him and Durant got into uh, quite a little shouting match that apparently carried over into the locker room afterwards. Uh, Warriors players were yelling at Durant reportedly. Durant was suspended for a game for uh, everything that he had said. No, he wasn't. No, not Durant. Durant. Not Durant. Sorry, Draymond. Draymond. That's just my bad. That's that's me. Uh, Draymond's mom was on Twitter. All NBA players look alike. I got well, it. I know. All Warriors look Right after same. not trying to step uh, on a racial landmine, <laughs> boom, right in one. <laughs> Uh, Draymond's mom was on Twitter defending him, like finding people who were tweeting about it was like, Draymond brings the ball up all the time. What are you talking about? Now it's an issue. Like she went, she, she went the same as, uh, um, who's, whose mom did those Campbell's soup commercials for the, it was Donovan McNabb. Yes. Did the soup commercials with his Mm -hmm. mom. Like, that's what I felt like Draymond Green's mom was doing. She was just in the locker room. Like, you don't know nothing about my baby. Here's what he, (laughs) like (laughs) defending him to the death. Uh, from all the Twitter trolls. That's what Vontez Perfect and uh, the, the they, two from you is. They, they, need need their, mom they need their mom to come <laughs> in. And, Don't you put a middle finger emoji. Yeah, but then they'll have Mike Gundy all up in their shit talking about, yeah, but you, you know, they can't even defend themselves on Twitter. These millennials, they got their moms, and then moms will be like, no, nah, it's okay. I'll go on there and I'll defend you because they're just a bunch of snowflakes. I'm Mike Gundy. Don't talk politics to me. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, you can't win in today's world. There's always going to be somebody <laughs> hating. What a perfect point <laughs> I don't even feel like doing the story anymore. Like, that was so perfect. Um, uh, no, we'll so, are the Warriors fucked is the basic question. Uh, is, this, is this their downfall? We'll do this this, does this change anything? Nope, not a thing. Nope. Uh, I think yeah. they'll still be fine. Uh, however... I think I said Warriors in four. Maybe I said Warriors in five. Let's move it to Warriors in five and a half. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. <laughs> they'll struggle for a half a game, then then they'll turn it on, but they'll still win in five. I think my favorite part of the whole thing was like people are are finding all these little nuggets they're of like lip syncing. The, they're just and... yeah, they're just waiting for this dynasty to break, and they're looking for any clue that they can find. Yes. And and the one that came out from this was after 
uh, the the dispute on the bench coming back onto the court. Durant uh, apparently mouthed the words, "This is why I'm out." Which well, and then did you see today? Speaking of mamas, Kevin Durant's mama got caught up with TMZ, and they said, and she said, "Oh yeah, he's going to the Lakers. Like he loves it in L.A." <laughs> just said, "Oh, he loves it in L.A." And everybody's like, "Oh well, he's going to join LeBron." And uh, it's just this is what makes the NBA great, and simultaneously this big old soap opera. It's like, oh my god, none of it matters. Because they're still going to be in the finals, and they'll be hugging and handshakes and shit. They'll and then, still do it, but I think... You know what? If, if, if this is the end, I don't feel like any of this mattered. Like, Kevin Durant probably already knew that this was going to be his last year anyway. I mean, he hadn't signed the deal. He's been very non-committal about the whole thing. And if you're the Warriors, you kind of knew what it was when you are getting into it. At some point, all of these dudes' contracts were going to be right. up, and you can't pay them all, so... You throw everything in, get as many rings as you can, hope that you can convince everybody to play on the cheap, but realistically, you know that at some point you're going to have to break up this team as it's constructed. So how crazy is it if this team does start falling apart and you know the Warriors essentially keep one of their big four uh, and everybody kind of goes and, and spreads throughout the league? Is this the start of the resurgence of the East? Oh, no. Uh, You went there. I saw the rumors today, and I swear to fucking God, if somehow it happens that the Warriors trickle apart and it's just Steph standing there at the end, or maybe Steph and Draymond are there, the last two remaining, and somehow... Durant ends up there, and they're talking about Anthony Davis ending up in L.A., and all of a sudden, the Lakers have this big resurgent, and this was LeBron's, you know, big... His master plan. Yeah, his master plan along. I swear to God. Him and Magic have this... that (laughs) fucking happens, I'm going to lose my shit. If you remember, before he signed LeBron, Magic said within two years, he was going to have two big-name signings and no then, he, then a week later he had lebron and that still gives him this buffer for durant essentially to go there next year um and all it's i know within is his time this, frame that he if this leads to lakers titles i'm gonna be pissed but what happens if these guys start to spread out into the east like you see oh, i don't care That's draymond cool. go out east you see durant go out east cool. go out east all day. Is that the resurgence of the East now? Sure, or people? <laughs> you no, just I mean, like, just I mean, not I mean, LA. You just all don't get, all just I care about, I don't care if the Warriors win the next 20 NBA titles. If it means the Lakers win nothing in that time frame, I'm all I'm all. Okay, up. so here's, an, uh, here's another question then. Let me, let me, I didn't, I wasn't going this way. I didn't even consider this as a possibility. Right. But let's say the Lakers do, this is their resurgence. They become the no. next Golden State. No. They go through. No. Hang on. Let me finish okay. my question. No. Do Lakers fans stop sucking Kobe's dick and start sucking LeBron's dick? They'll never stop sucking Kobe's dick. Do they just so it's just two dicks then that they're sucking because they're definitely going to suck LeBron's dick if it happens. There, that's going to there's going to be some LeBron. I mean, dick there's sucking. a certain sect that is sucking his dick right now. That's fine, but they will never remove <laughs> Kobe's dick <laughs> long enough to not. You know, I mean, they they might be able to fit somebody else's dick in there. But they're not going to remove Kobe's. They'll be like, all right, well, Kobe's is in here. I mean, see if you can get some space. But, I mean, uh, Kobe's is kind of in here. And he, he he didn't ask whether or not it, I, he could be in here. He just kind of put it in here. So, But I, that's where I'm at. So it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the house music is playing us off. <laughs> I was 
wasn't done discussing this. I had a lot of questions there. About Kobe's dick? <laughs> about about the end of the Warriors, but I guess... I guess uh, we're being played off by the, <laughs> again by the house music. Eric, Eric's on my side. One championship and they'll forget about Kobe, and that's how I feel. I feel like if, if it comes that way, uh, one, one ring and all of a sudden it's... The, eh, Kobe got them what? Four? Don't matter. They get one. Uh, he, he did. Unfortunately, Kobe is going to be the the man in that town for a lot longer <laughs> than I. Scott I wants to know if LeBron be. will change his number for no reason too. Uh, only if you rape somebody. All right. This week we had <laughs> Wicked Weeds Napoleon Complex, which is a hoppy pale ale from uh, Wicked Weed in Asheville, North Carolina. Scott, I'll let you go first. Shout out to my in-laws, Vonda and Chris Gentry, for bringing this back from North Carolina. Um, I said it on initial drink that this was delicious and nothing ever changed. This is a very smooth drinking APA. Uh, I I don't know, again, if my taste buds have evolved or it's just, you know, not. it doesn't bother me as much, but the hoppiness level is perfect. I don't think it's overly hoppy. I don't think it's under, you know, hoppy. I just, I think it's a great beer. It's a perfect beer to just sit and drink on. Like, I don't think I would ever get to the point where I thought, oh, this is too much or, oh, I don't want to. It just, I could keep drinking this until I just wanted to stop drinking, period. So, like, like, I'll consume it. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. No, I mean, I was just thinking about in terms of last week with the dessert beers and we, you know, always caution people that it's like, well, you can only really have like X amount of this beer, no matter how much you like it. It's just real heavy and thick and sweet and it just gets to you. Whereas this beer, it's just smooth drinking and you can just drink it all night and then, you know, you're good to go. Joe, uh, how are you feeling about this one? Consume. Yeah. 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 Good. I yeah. was worried that it wasn't going to be hoppy enough for you. That was my fear. I was a little bit concerned about that. It does. It does say hopped up sessionable. Yeah, it's not that hopped up. Right. It's still good. It's still good. All right. Yeah. Two consumes. Uh, that's going to be uh, triple consume because this beer is is on point. You're 100 percent right, Scott. You can drink a few, and that's the point of it. It's supposed to be sessionable. Right. It's supposed to be a beer that you can have several of and not. Uh, get too messed up. It's only 5.2% ABV, so it's not like it's a killer mm-hmm. where you can only have a couple and then you know, like you can have a few of these and, and be cool. Um, just get a little buzz going and, it, and everything's good. Right. Uh, it is not overly hoppy. Um, I was worried that when I, when they said it's a hopped up, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be super hoppy. It's really not. If you and I would say this, if you're not an IPA fan, uh, since this isn't an IPA, this is a, again, I, I, I just want to keep stressing that this is an APA, mm-hmm. which is a different style, um, and this one is supposed to be a, a hopped up APA. This is a perfect beer to start getting you on that. Like, right. hey, start here. If you want to start baby into, steps, if you want to start into, into pale ales, start here. This right. one will give you like a little taste of, hey, that's a little bit of that bitter taste, but nothing that is going to turn you off and give you that bitter beer face. Um, super good beer. Already impressed with Wicked Weed. I know we have another one uh, that your in laws got us too. Yes, the um, lager. No, uh, Pilsner. It was, was a Pilsner. Pilsner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to have that one in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to that one as well. But I, it, based on this one alone, it makes me want to go to North Carolina uh, and and hit up Wicked Weed road trip. Yeah, let's do that. Not only that, there are and we were going to talk about this Ooh, uh, yeah. earlier. We looked this up on Google Maps where Wicked Weed is in Asheville. Uh, by the way, this was Consumer Candidate brought to you by Tabor. Tabor. Uh, Wicked Weed is in a spot in Asheville, North Carolina, where there are like ten breweries within walking distance. Yeah, like if you of each look, other, they're if, just if you look up Wicked Weed Brewing 
Asheville, North Carolina on Google Maps, all of the breweries just pop up, and they are all so close to each other. And I'm like, man, this is why Asheville yeah, is the they're best. They're all within a, a one mile radius of each other. All of those commercials for that damn Biltmore, where they're like, <laughs> oh, "Have you ever wanted to live in the Titanic? <laughs> Come stay at the Biltmore." The, their commercial should just be like, "Hey, y'all like getting fucked up on good beer? Come to Asheville." And I'd be like, "Let's go, sweetie. You want to stay at the Biltmore? We can stay at the Biltmore, but we're going to all these breweries." We're yeah, 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 yeah. The Titanic. <laughs> too but uh, whatever <laughs> beer yeah we can go sit in the the reading lounge that's fine but we're gonna hit up 10 breweries before there i'm gonna have my pants off <laughs> and i'm riding this ladder staircase across all of these books <laughs> oh we got another wicked weeder in here somebody come to the library out of towner hit up all the breweries again god doesn't he know this is the fucking piltmore we're classier than this is he riding the? Uh, is he riding the, uh, the the ladder? Yeah, we'll be right there. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right there. It's a code four. Yeah, I was gonna say they have a code for it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into motherfucker of the week. Uh, looking at it, this is this seems to be quite a few votes on this one. Uh, we had a, a good turnout on this one. Your options this week: number one was wow, Vontez Burfecht. Forty-six votes. Thank you for giving a number. I was just trying to play it up as like, well, there was a lot of people, and uh, you, you know, go ahead, yeah, just put the number out there. Still, that's a very high number. It's a good, it's a good amount. I'm Thank pretty you, pleased people. with that. Um, really pleased with that. Thank you guys so much, and and all you guys that are listening, you know, like the posts, share them out. It it helps uh, the show pop up in more news feeds and it helps us out um, and every time you vote on this poll it helps us out so thank you guys for doing that option one this week was Vontez Perfect who uh, went off on a friend of the show Brian Westbrook his brother in Instagram DMs and said quote just cause I'm feeling petty today middle finger emoji fuck you and yo ugly ass son <laughs> option two is Jeremy Stephen Stephens Jeremy Stephens Jeremy Stephens he responded to a 16 year old that had RIP dad in his profile on Instagram saying quote keep watching fanboy and keep talking i'll bury you next to your dead dad bitch and quote who um both of these are brutal man mm. there it was it was such a tough call for me this week um i ended up voting for perfect and the reason why i did that is because uh perfect brought the kid into it whereas stevens went after the kid the kid had initiated things with stevens so Stevens went after the kid, which he went with the low blow, but bringing in somebody's kid, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a softy now that I'm a dad, but I'm like, don't ever fucking talk about my kids because that will make me want to murder you. Uh, so I went with perfect and it's a, I understand. It's no, not, this one is tough. It's like, I that's, admit it, cause I can see, I can make an argument for both ways. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. But I actually had to go with Stevens because if, yeah, I mean, because it's fine if you come after me and I you take it. And to be honest with you, if you said something about my kids and it, it was truthful, I'd be like, "Damn, he got me." Um, <laughs> but you know, there's no bringing back my dead dad. I mean, you know, and I, and obviously he he must have a close relationship with his dad if he mentions it in his it. profile. I mean, I feel like it's almost like a, a 
recent thing if it's in the it could be the so the wound could yeah. still be very you know open on that one and it's just like uh, just going after dead family members who can't defend themselves i mean someday your son could grow up and be like hey man i saw you talking shit to my dad and you know what vontas perfect you're a piece of fucking shit See, I got you ugly right here. Maybe that's, double middle finger. Maybe emoji. that's maybe that's what clouded my judgment on this one because I Vontez Perfect is such a piece of shit. Like he's he's such. I, I almost I well, and to be honest like with you, I almost feel Bengals like it's fan. too easy on Vontez Perfect. Like uh, here's the other part of it: Vontez Perfect is such a motherfucker that this kind of pales in comparison Seems to the other motherfucker things he's done. He is like, motherfuckerish. Oh, him, him being a little bitch on Twitter, man, eh, that doesn't compare to him, you know, ball tapping guys on the field and doing all sorts of dirty after the play stuff right. on the field. That, that stuff to me is way worse than, you know, losing your cool on Instagram. I, I mean, you know, that happens to a lot of people. And, you know, oh, you called my kid ugly. Well, that's fine. He yeah, he, he got it from his mama. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, you know, you're talking about my, my, my dead father that I, I, you know, toss ball with and it, it, who's not here to defend himself and who I can't get back. Like, man, fuck you. All right, Joe, how'd the vote shake out on this one? America voted and 67%. Yes, all of America voted. 67%. All 46 people in America. Again, all of America <laughs> said it was Stevens. Yeah. And that's coming from Congrats, a lot of people. Stevens. Yeah, and that's coming from a lot of people who are quick to vote Vontez because there's a lot of NFL people and, and you know, Truth be told, NFL fans, if you ask who one of the biggest motherfuckers in the league are, they're just immediately going to say Vontez Perfect because it's true. He is one. But, I mean, when you see the dead dad thing, I think that kind of resonates with people where it's like, whoa, if you're bringing up one of my dead relatives, especially if I had a real close relationship with that person, dad or otherwise, yeah, bro, not cool. can't go there and not be a real motherfucker. <laughs> and then to the fact that he's, he's 16 himself, I mean. Right. A grown-ass man, you could be like, all right, well, my dad just died like a year ago, but I got a lot of life. If he's 16, that means he only spent... You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're no, no, right. no. I'm, I'm not wrong. innocent. I'm no, 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 no. It's... This one isn't about being right or wrong, because no, I don't I really think you could be wrong with Vontaze. It's, it's, I just, they're I th- both really big motherfuckers for yeah. this. Like, bottom line, stop idolizing athletes. That's what I think this comes down to. Like, Because they're just as shitty as just, you and I? They're just <laughs> shitty people. Like, I'm not saying all of them are, but I feel right. like more and more is coming out that athletes are they're just... A lot of them can be pieces of shit. So let's not hold them to the this high pedestal. Like, I feel like there's kids that look up to Vontez Perfect and they're like, man, I want to be like him someday. No, you don't because he's a piece of shit. Fuck right. him. Like, he's an asshole. He's clearly an asshole. He's going to talk shit about somebody's kid that he doesn't even know. Fuck Vontez Perfect. Oh, I wish I could be like Jeremy Stevens. He's a UFC fighter. I want to be just like him. No, he's a piece of shit. Conor McGregor doesn't even know who the fuck he is. Fuck him too. And they'd be like, wait a minute. Jer- no, I want to marry Hope Solo. And, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, 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 go for it. <laughs> go for it, son. Pat him on the head, push him out the door. Good luck. (laughs) But Uh, you're still ugly. Bye. (laughs) That's a good note to end it on. This has been a damn good show, everybody. (laughs) Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, We really appreciate everybody commenting, everybody sharing. Uh, Again, if you want to donate to the show and help us out, craftbroodsports at gmail.com on PayPal. Hey. Uh, Hit us up. We're going to miss them next week. Next week's going to suck, but uh, the good news is 
We have our friend Drew who will be coming to my place next week. We're going to get drunk on some Christmas ale. We're going to build a computer. I and, get uh, the invite for this one. You guys are all more than welcome to come. Okay. You guys are 100 more than one. You providing the Christmas ale? I, I got better things it. to do. Yeah, that's what I thought. Joe's going to be Shadow. up in the Y. I got ugly ass <laughs> kids that will be hanging out with me. <laughs> uh, but we're going to build a new computer. The show is going to be, uh, we're going to have a new computer once we come back. Hopefully, be able to bring back the drunk line. Like there's there's a lot of exciting stuff that we're looking into doing. Um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Crafty Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. I'm at Mike Burlon. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. We're gonna start sharing out the upper deck posts early, so you guys can start seeing what we're gonna be talking about. Get a little glimpse of the show, a little preview, a little sneaky sneak. Uh, that stuff is gonna get tweeted out. So hit all that. I'm glad media. you stopped me for a second. I almost said, "Enjoy that melanin and the turkey," and I'm like, "No, it's tryptophan or something. Melanin <laughs> is what I got." <laughs> Every sports cheers, everybody. <laughs> gobble, gobble. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.